What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the BTR podcast. Before we get started, please like, comment, subscribe. As always, make sure you guys follow our socials linked down below. Audio listeners, where whatever platform you guys use, we drop them on there as well. Make sure you guys rate it, review it, and download the podcast there as well. And uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, NHL, NBA heavy. Let's just get with the NHL. Let's get off with the big news. It's not a trade. It's not a signing. But something that could potentially hurt a trade, which is the Jake Gensel injury. Jake Gensel picked up an injury. He's out for at least four weeks. Um, I think it's already been a week, so probably three more. And that that's huge for the deadline talks because Jake Gensel is obviously the number one trade target if it's clear he's going to get traded. Okay, so we're we going to we we have trade targets later on. Yeah. He's not number one because we don't know. We don't know, right? Yeah. Um, so he will miss up to four weeks, like you said, due to an upper body injury. Do you want to talk about the Gensel trade thing? Or do you want to t- talk about that later when we talk about we trade Focus targets? on Gensel. No, I was going to say... Get, everything. Pit, everything Gensel. Pittsburgh as a whole. Yeah, everything. <laughs> okay, so obviously Gensel's injury, not much to say. He got hurt. He's one of the top scorers. You mentioned that he might be in the trade talks. Obviously, Canucks were to- linked to it, but heavily re- recently was the Oilers. But, you know, many people like myself think he won't get traded because, you know, Pittsburgh's in the hunt. And why do you want to take away Sidney Crosby's line mates? Now, Kyle Dubas is the new guy in charge. Right, uh, president of hockey ops and everything. So maybe he's like, okay, well, do I really want to commit and give this guy seven years and whatever million he's looking for? Because he's on a cheap deal right now, right? That's what Rutherford gave him when he was in charge. But yeah, the question is, so essentially that game he got hurt. There was it was a lose lose for them. They lost the game and they're not in a playoff spot at the moment. So they have to chase, which means and Gensel's out and it's up to, since it's up to four weeks. He might not be fully ready in four weeks, but then he might have to force himself to play like how every athlete would if there's a playoff push in hand. Yeah, so they could potentially lose Gensel for free is the biggest issue, right, for Pittsburgh right now. And this injury doesn't help because it's, it's just terrible timing for him. Gensel's obviously an incredible player, right? Obviously, apart from Crosby, Malkin, you know, one of the main reasons they won the Cup back-to-back years. Um, Gensel... Is a f- stud top six forward guaranteed? No, there's no ifs and ifs and buts about it. There's only one knock is like, oh, what it is? Can he do this without Crosby? Whatever, we we're not gonna know that. But the thing is this, right? Is losing him for free worth it? But no, now they're screwed even more. He's yeah. injured. So that's so his value. That's the biggest issue. His value already dropped. The issue was this is why va- uh, Calgary was smart to trade Lindholm and there's a door yeah, early. pretty early. But the, the thing is this, right? Like. Th- the issue wasn't, or they're going to make the playoffs, they're doing this, right? If they're going to get into the free... The issue is, you're going to lose a top six forward for free. That is the biggest issue for Pittsburgh. And they're not in the playoff spot. So right now, Pittsburgh, like I said, they're in that lose Well, they situation. can lose it. They didn't lose them yet, but they yeah. can lose them for free. So the question is here, they're 10 points off the Metro's third spot, which is Philly at the moment, and then they're seven points out uh, of Detroit of the final wild card spot. That's they have two games on hand on Detroit, four games on hand on uh, Philly. So if they do somehow win out, they could be potentially two behind Philly at that point. But yeah, no, Pittsburgh is probably our most, I think based on our, what we put them in B because they were actually doing well. Ever since that tier list dropped, they kind of went downhill. And honestly, if we were to redo that at this moment, they would probably be D or F, right? Probably F. Yeah, we're the curse, I guess, for uh, all these teams. <laughs> the BTR curse. Uh, not really but we, for some teams we are for Pittsburgh we are sorry Pittsburgh fans but no right like I thought Pittsburgh was a lock top three 
I still believe if Gentil comes back, he'll they'll make the playoffs. I don't know. But I don't know. It's tough. There's nothing to convince you that they can make the playoffs. But the question here with with Pittsburgh is, what do you do? Right? Do you take the and then not even just Pittsburgh? Do the Canucks or the Oilers, whoever take or any team by that matter, take a risk in giving up assets and hope Gensel is going to be healthy for them in the playoffs? Right? It's upper body injury. I'm not saying I don't, I'm not sure what exactly which upper body part it is, but if okay, so Pittsburgh side of things, how do you just trade him at this point? Try to trade him, or do you listen to Crosby? Because I'm sure Crosby's probably like, don't trade him. Like we're on a playoff push. He's my he's literally my line mate. Right, that we're the only two guys that are killing it right now. Malkin stepped down a lot, right? And right, he's 30, what, seven, eight years old right now. Malkin himself, so eventually, there's gonna be a deterioration or like, um, there's gonna be a drop off, drop off, yeah. So, at this point, let's uh, question number one for you Pittsburgh, do they try to trade him or do you think they'll keep him even if he's injured? I think they're gonna keep him personally. Um, reason being just because. At the end of the day, they're listening to Crosby. Whatever Crosby says is gonna go, and Crosby rightfully earned that right. Right? There's there's no knock against Crosby. He has as much as say as a GM does. Right? But at some point, but at some point, GM yeah, at some point, yeah, the GM is the guy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, but Crosby is one of those players that has that right to well, step in sure. and say something. Hundred percent. That's for sure. That doesn't mean he's gonna be right though. It doesn't matter, but it doesn't. I know. I'm just saying. I'm saying the same thing with LeBron. Yeah, no, it doesn't doesn't matter. Same thing with McDavid and all these guys. They're gonna have their way, right? And you gotta at the end of the day, when you're GM, okay, you gotta make Crosby happy. Do you? Okay, so that's you. You don't think they will do it? Do you think they should? Uh, at this point, at this, they have four. I don't think the thing is this, right? Every time I saw Gensel's name, one thing popped in my head. I was like, you made all these moves to make that push. Yeah. Right, and you're not completely out of it yet either. So that's, that's what so they that's have four one. weeks to see how far back are they going to be. Exactly. That's the question mark. At the moment, I would say there no. Shouldn't. Yeah. But uh, you, you want to assess to see because this is their upcoming. So they, I don't know when he got hurt, but in between, I don't know if it was the Panthers game they lost. They beat the Blackhawks. They lost to the Kings today. They have Islanders, Canadians, Flyers, Canucks, Kraken. So four weeks would put them on March 18 ish. So that means Flames, Oilers, Blue Jackets, Capitals, Bruins, Oilers, Sands, Sharks, Rangers. Let's just cut it off there. It's and Red Wings, I guess. It's a mix. It's not the worst. So they it's not could the go, best. If they go 500, depending on how the teams behind them and how... Uh, if they go 500, they're finished. They might though. be they done. Can, they can't go yeah, 500. Yeah, because the teams ahead of them are going to just keep going further and they further. Can't, they can't afford like to be in 500. This, in, in that situation, they have a must-win against the Red Wings. They have a must-win against the Bruins. They have and a, the Flyers. The Flyers, Capitals, even because they're right on their tails. And yeah, and the Islanders, right? So those are those are like the must wins for them, and they have to pray. It's a, it's in a tough spot, right? I don't think that he is gonna get traded. I don't think he should get traded, right? On Pittsburgh side of things, we'll talk about the other teams in a second. I don't know how healthy he's gonna be when he comes back, right? So yes, I agree with you that they shouldn't trade him now, but see how this plays out. If they go five hundred, I say explore possibilities. Right, so I I'll agree with you there, hundred percent. No disagreement there. Question for you now is: do, If you're Edmonton, if you're the Canucks, if you're whoever Cal, uh, uh, Colorado, whatever, do you still pursue Gensel, knowing this uncertainty? I think the package before was he want they want one or two picks, first rounders, maybe a prospect, and a, obviously a salary filler, role player type of thing. Yeah, so I think the value obviously drops. And uh, if I'm any team in the league that is considering to contend or in the contending or contenders, 
or just below it, I am 100% making a call to Pittsburgh every day of the week. I will call them every single day, even if I'll piss them off. <laughs> yeah. I will piss them off if I'm a GM. <laughs> I'll call them every single day, even if they don't like my package. Because Jay Cancel, at the end of the day, he has everything, right? He legit has the skill. He has the experience. He has the accolades. He's been there, done it. Jay Cancel is a stud. So you want teams to take a risk, though? Yes, he's okay. a top six forward. He's a so you're willing to give up two first-rounder picks. So uh, let's talk about the Canucks since we know the Canucks well. You're willing to give but up... But the value is done. I don't think it's going to be two first-rounders, especially with his injury. So that, my, my point is, yeah. like, let's just say they stick to their value. Two first-rounders, which the Canucks don't have this year. I don't think the Canucks could afford them. No, I'm just saying in general. Yeah, let's just say as a team wants to give up two first-round picks, they're one of their A-minus, B-plus level prospects at the minimum. And I don't know, just like a... Like how we, uh, Bavilio was thrown in the Horvat trade, like someone like that. I don't think I don't think the Canucks. Not the Canucks. I'm can get him. I, I know. I'm, I'm just putting that to bed. Yeah. Um, Oilers. I'm I'm calling. I don't give a shit. I I really am calling. Just they're the most desperate team in the league. Like they are really built to win. They they genuinely are, and it's gonna the McDavid years are not gonna last forever, right? Same same with Drysaddle, and uh, if you could like you already have your top line set in my opinion. If you could get this guy paired up with Drysaddle. Right, or even just load up heavy and go like McDavid, Gensel, and Dreisaitl, or McDavid, Gensel, and Hyman at, at the minimum. That is, I don't know how you stop that. Like, that is incredible. They, it was already a tough time stopping Edmonton because they went on a what, 16-game win streak, and they went on another, like, 8-game one before when the, who was their coach again that they got hurt? The McDavid guy. No, oh, Knobloch. Knobloch, yeah, when he, when he got hired. Yeah. And, uh, you add in another stud like that is incredible. What other teams should call? Other teams should call? If you look at the standings right now, if you want. Uh, like I'm Boston. I'll say Colorado just because of something for Landeskog replacement type of thing. If I'm Boston, you kind of have to at this point. Right? We're going to talk about the playoffs next. So we'll cl- close off Pittsburgh before we talk about the rest. And then we'll get into the trade targets afterwards. But like, if you're other teams, I'm saying Winnipeg should give them a call. Winnipeg's a shout for sure. I'm saying uh, Edmonton, obviously Colorado. Those are the ones that give a call. I don't think any of the wildcard teams should. I don't think LA should. LA, again, it's a rental. You got to keep that in mind. It's a rental right? as well, yeah. So a team like LA could maybe afford him in the offseason if they really, really wanted to, right? So a team that's going... Edmonton is the most desperate team in the league. We all know that. Them and Toronto, but more Edmonton because they have McDavid and Dreisaitl, right? Yeah. And they were there two years in a row within reach of if they had won that series... Their series that they were they lost like you eventually. get Gensel, you load up against Vegas, right? Because yeah. we all know the West is going to run through Vegas. We all know Oilers' issue is the defensive side of things and goaltending consistency of the goaltending. Yeah, no, but but at, yeah, at rate, the depth like, at forwards is still needed. At this rate, like, but who's available, right? Realistically, um, it's gonna be a tough trading with Calgary, especially when you're Edmonton. Goalies you can never trust. Obviously, UC Saris can be available. Yeah, we'll talk about them in the trade targets. We'll hold that right now. Markstrom could be another Not one. Not Markstrom. What's his name? Um, yeah, Markstrom, Markstrom is, is sorry. Yeah. Corpus Allo. No, Merce Lakins. Sorry. Merce Lakins, Always yeah. mix those two up. So, it's tough, but I think uh, Gensel is that guy, right? You just do it. If you have a chance of doing it, you just do it, especially when you're a contender. Let's see, because Pitt... Yeah, Pittsburgh's in a weird spot. They have heavy contracts... Old guys. Very Crosby's old guys. off the books in two years. They just extended Latang and Malkin, I think, this past offseason or at least offseason before. Uh, I think it was Rutherford was in charge of Vancouver. That's what the links are always there with Malkin. 
Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Let's get switch over to the playoff picture like how we did with the NBA last episode. By the way, just a heads up, we dropped the last podcast, which was this NBA one again because of some editing issues in the original video. <laughs> that's so my fault, guys. <laughs> we dropped that again. That's why it's at less views. So just check that out. We'll uh, I already put a YouTube community post on it. We'll do a re- another reminder near the end of the podcast. But start, sticking with Pittsburgh, you have the standings out. What do you predict for them? Do you, do you see a picture... Right now, they're four weeks without Gensel. Do you see them making a push for at least the wild card spot? No. I think the Red Wings are better. I think the Red Wings are a really good team. Like They've been playing really well. Obviously, Tampa's always in the mix. Devils. You can't, can't really bet against the Devils. Just uh, division-wise, they have few. Like, I know but. Devils haven't convinced us, don't get me wrong, but yeah. you can't bet against the Devils, right? They're too talented. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day, if they, if they click for five games, they're set. Right. And other than that, right, like division wise, they have Philly at third. And yeah. I know Devils are ahead of them, so that's another team ahead of them there. Yeah, yeah. But like, what do you say? And they have the Islanders and the Capitals ahead. Capitals are done, in my opinion. Islanders. I watched the Rangers game today. They had the lead. They choked. They haven't. They didn't get the coach new coach bump with uh, Patrick Waugh. So it's not like they're anything crazy. They're they're Pittsburgh right now, anyways themselves. Except Pittsburgh might be should be better than them, in my opinion. Oh yeah, for sure they but should yeah. be better. But yeah, no, it's gonna be a tough make for sure. Uh, so you're predicting no? I I think it doesn't mean no. I so don't, I don't think we're seeing them in the playoffs. Pretty much, we're leading off with the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're saying that Gensel should not tra- be traded until we see what happens with the the next four weeks. It's not even that. It's just like I'm not saying. Sh- like with, with Gensel, do you think they have like the situation is is impossible for them? Close to impossible. What the hell? There's what the hell is the right answer? We don't know. You right. gotta hope they go on that Cleveland Cavaliers run without him, essentially. Yeah, you have to. Otherwise, uh, you have to get rid of him. Yeah. You can't let this guy go for free. That's all. If you let Gensel go for f- nothing, that's a big mistake. That that's that's the one thing you can't do. Whatever you sign, re-sign him, re-sign him, trade him, trade him. Do not let this man go for since nothing. Since Winnipeg, essentially, they lost to the Wild. They lost to the Jets. Oh, well, they beat Winnipeg the first time. They lost to the Jets again. Uh, the second time, sorry, not again. They lost to the Wild, who are on a push themselves, which is crazy. Bro, they're three, six, and one. And the they last lost time. to the Panthers. They lost to the Kings. Okay, so the, the all simple, those games. The simplest way to put it. All the games the simple, they lost. Yeah, no, no. The simplest were way to the good put, teams. The simplest way to put it. They're three, six, and one of the last time. Yeah. So he's he's already missed. Yeah. So what what's what convinces anyone that they're gonna do good without Gensel, even though when they were struggling with him already? Yeah, true. So you're saying they're an out for sure. They're done. Okay, so let's talk about. The rest of the playoffs here. Let's stick with the East. We have a new sheriff in town. And the Florida Panthers overtaking the Boston Bruins. Florida Panthers, five-game win streak, nine wins in their last ten. Uh, Boston lost four in a row. They run, they're at the second seed right now of the Atlantic Division, one point behind Florida. And then Toronto is back up there at 66 points. They're third. They're battling with Tampa Bay for the third and wild card one. So that's Atlantic Division. Metropolitan Division, Rangers look decently ahead in um, in the first seed right now. You got, I think Carolina's pretty much locked up the second seed at this point. Philly, still the surprise um, at third. Wildcard one, Tampa Bay. Wildcard two, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, no playoffs at the moment, which is the Devils, Islanders, Capitals, Penguins. Um, you could, I could comfortably, comfortably say now the Senators not last anymore, but Senators are out. The Blue Jackets are We'll out. just call them the rest. <laughs> so the rest the are, rest. The rest are the, the Columbus Blue Jackets, Ottawa Senators, I guess the Montreal Canadiens, and mm-hmm. the Buffalo Sabres. So those bottom four are there. 
I'll give Pittsburgh a fighting chance. We just got to see what they do. But you, obviously, we're not. Yeah, so we're not confident in right them. now. Like looking at, you have five Atlantic teams, and three Metropolitan. Obviously, yeah, three is guaranteed. Yeah, um, it'll be surprising if Florida and Boston aren't the one and two seeds in their respective divisions. I mean, their division. I mean, not respective. Uh, Rangers should have. I think Rangers and Canes are rock- locked to one. Rangers well. and Co- Canes should be one and two in their division. So it really comes down to the three seeds and the wild card spots. Obviously, it's genuinely it's it's gonna be a tight race. It's gonna come down to it for sure. I I do believe the Devils. I don't know, man. I do believe the Devils too. They have to, right? They, they, you can't do what you did last year and miss the playoffs. So here's my thing. Especially when you have cup contending. Let's talk about wild card then. You know expectations. Yeah, they were they're right now how many points out of they're five points off with two games in hand. So that's relatively if they win those two games, they're one point behind Philly out of the third uh divisional spot, right? Which I, th- I feel like it's fair. If they get to the third divisional spot, then I'm not I'm worried about Carolina because again, goaltending and all that is still an issue for them. Injury is wise, but we the Devils is the same thing. Their goaltending is the big reason why they're getting let down. They obviously trade away Damon Severson and I forgot who the other guy was gone as well. When we talked to Greg Wyshynski the first time, was but did they have Sharon Govich? No, no, was a it was someone else. Well, well, I, I forgot. I, yeah, I forgot. So obviously, defensively, they're getting let down. Does not help when your Selkie finalist was injured in um, uh, Nico Hischier. But more more importantly, your MVP, early MVP favorite of the whole league was Jack Hughes, who was obviously out multiple times at two different stints as well. Right. So, but I, I'm with you. I think they get in. Because they're only two games out of the wild card at the very minimum. That's crazy because they've dealt with a lot, right? Now, um, Dougie Hamilton's out. Like yeah. he's he's out out because he has a torn pack. Imagine this though. And they're do they still have a fighting chance. Imagine if you're the Rangers or the Panthers though, and this week into the second wild card. That's gonna be tough. That's gonna be scary. Like that that will be a scary matchup. If if I'm the Rangers or the Panthers, right right now your current one seeds for each division, you don't want to face the Devils in the first round. You you yeah. can't you can't afford to do that. So ultimately, who do you think falls out for the Devils? Because I think we both agree that they should be they should get in. It's probably the Flyers. Um, yeah, we've been saying this for a little while, but at the end of the day, are you convinced? I'm not convinced by them or Detroit. Yeah, even the, like when the Canucks like played I still Detroit, I wasn't convinced. Detroit still has the talent, right? At the end of the day, right? You have Dylan Larkin, you have Lucas Raymond, you have Patty Kane, you have Cider, you have. I get that. Your goaltending is questionable. Philly's got Tortorella, and we've seen what Tortorella did yeah, no, with but Columbus. Like, at the end of the day, we're agreeing that these are two teams. Yeah. If I were to pick one, I would pick Philly over Detroit. I would pick to Detroit. Over, I would take Detroit over Philly. To I fall out. To fall out. Yeah. So. I think Philly seems like a wild card team at this point. I don't want to disrespect them too much and say that they're missing it. I'm not because Detroit's hanging on. Detroit. The, the unfortunate thing with Detroit, though, they're in the tougher division. That's the reason why I'm picking against that them is as true, well. Yeah. Because I don't see Detroit finding their way in the top three. They're not at all. They're right? not. They're like, not. Tampa's in the wild card one. Tampa, I think, should get in at this point, right? So, yeah, uh, I agree. That, I agree that Devils get in, but I disagree that it's uh, it's at the expense of the Flyers. I think it's the expense. It's at the expense of the Red Wings. I just think there's gonna be five Atlantic teams in. How so much? If they have to get in, it has to. Capitals, were you done? I think the five Atlantic teams get in. If it has to be for the Devils, they have to get into the Metropolitan. Okay, Capitals, were you done? Done. And the Islanders. Uh, they're okay, they're weird. They have 18 regulation losses, but 14 over 14 losses in extra. I frame. think it's done, man. 
I don't. I'm not confident in them. It's just the Devils at that outside looking in as the only team that I could see that could get in. I'll give them a fighting chance, though. Uh, I mean, you could give weird. everyone a fighting chance. No, but those are the ones I'm confident in. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, I'm not confident in, but I'll gi- I have to give them a puncher's chance because of Crosby, because he just might randomly tear it up. <laughs> but Washington, I agree with you. They're done because it's not like a veteran's doing anything. Um, but yeah, I think the Devils are get in. Unfortunately, I think Detroit misses out. That's just me. But to close out the Eastern Conference, uh, conference, Florida have overtaken. In my opinion, they're the best team in the East. Agree or disagree? Yeah, Rangers have a, sh- a case because Rangers. So, are, you, are you agreeing or disagreeing? Huh? I would. I'm not saying they're clear cut. I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree right now for sure. Um, obviously, the only team I could think of is the Rangers, just because they've been because Boston is good finally, from the beginning. Boston as well. is finally showing. The like Boston, we always had like question marks, right? Yeah. Yes, they've been outperforming our expectations, but at the same time, it's catching up. Though. It could, it will catch up, right? Yeah. And if it's better to have it catch up now than in the playoffs, right? So if you deal with the shit right now, it's good. You know, figure out this adversity, figure out this little rut you're in. You have the deadline as well. You could add a center always. So who knows? It's instead of a, in being in the playoffs, we're like, oh, this is the first time you're a lack of centers that are really ki- killing you. Okay, so we'll hold off on our mid-season finals prediction right now. Let's go over to the Western Conference. The Vancouver Canucks, even though they lost to the Winnipeg Jets, still hold the top spot of the conference. Um, top in the division at 80 points. Vegas, 68. Edmonton is at third at 65. LA, first uh, wildcard spot, 64. St. Louis, second wildcard spot. I forgot the Central. The Central... Dallas is, again, one of the more underrated teams in the league out of the top teams uh, at 75 points at number f- one. Colorado's number two, and Winnipeg right behind them at number three. Four games in hand, so they could probably overtake the second seed as well. They'll take overtake the first uh, seed, bro. There's, outside, three, there's three games in hand, Yeah, and they're four points off. They could even overtake the one seed. True. Uh, outside looking in, Nashville at the moment, Minnesota, Seattle, and Calgary. So the rest, Chicago and Sharks and... Ducks don't care. Coyotes are and done. unfortunately, the Coyotes' luck has run out. They're done. They're done. So That's I'll, crazy. Calgary. Calgary is the topic. Is Calgary... Okay, let's start off with Calgary. Are they the new Nashville Predators? They are. Re- <laughs> From realistically, last year. Because they got rid of... They made two trades. They got rid of their best... I guess not their best players this year. Even because some people didn't think he should have been an all-star. But I guess one of their top forwards who was, who was struggling still in Elias Lindholm. And they got rid of a depth defenseman. I guess you could say more so for them in Zadorov. We're going to talk about trade targets soon. Number one on the board is Chris Tanev, who Calgary fans might be cringing a little bit because uh, the way Chris Tanev plays is rec- not reckless, but like he plays with his heart, meaning he'll block every shot. He does and everything. And he'll come back, so an injury is bound to happen, and they don't want, if they were to tra- trade him, they don't want, like the cancel thing, they don't want that to happen, right? Do Calgary get better if they trade Hannafin and... Um, Tanev and I forget who the other unrestricted free agent they have and then they have uh, obviously Rasmus Anderson's name has been thrown in there and uh, Jacob Markstrom as well right so how much of a shot do you give Calgary let's talk about the wild card before we talk about the I honestly I was like okay they're done after Lindholm trade trade I was like okay they went on a four game win streak but they just went on a run but now they're on a three game losing streak so I don't uh, I, I don't think they're made the playoffs no I, but I, I am really surprised of what, the, of how much of a chance they actually made it. I feel like if they make those trades, they'll finally know their direction. Yeah, and they'll just play free, and like it's, freelance it's not, hockey. There's no benefit of them making a push, anyways. Yeah, in the long term risk of 
long term wise. Obviously, is it great, you know, to have your teammates to play also good to watch. Don't get me wrong, I would prefer that any day of the week. Yeah, but for Calgary's sake, for Calgary's future's sake, you know, the f- one thing I really gets to me now, obviously being a Raptors fan, is losing players for free, and. Uh, Tanev, they, they've experienced it. Tanev, yeah, like Yare with Kachak, who was no, last minute. Right, you got something out of it, don't get me wrong. Goudreau's a big one. Goudreau's always the bigger one. Kachak was last minute. Yeah. Day, right? They had to do it. Still got a good package out they of it. They got a good package. They just messed up by extending it. Yeah, yeah. They got a package out of it, don't get me wrong. But I'll guarantee you right now, they would have gotten a much better package if was if they'd known more earlier. Goudreau was obviously very known. He, yeah. Oh, like it, that one was tough because they were yeah, the one C. They were the one so C, yeah. It was tough. But if if managed if they managed to trade Goudreau at the deadline there, like imagine that haul they were going. Because Goudreau that year was insane. He was like was top insane. three yeah. where, I think. Yeah. Or he was in consideration at least. Yeah. So yeah, I know it's better it's best that you gotta get trade you gotta trade Hanif. Hanifin, obviously you would try to keep him because he's a little bit younger and he's actually I trade him. But if you could try to keep him, keep him. Call the not, team that you already made a trade to, Jersey. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's the team. You but I'm saying, like Hannafin is still like worth keeping. Yeah. Whereas Tanev is a 34. Is he good? Don't yes, he's incredible. But there's no point in keeping Tanev, especially if you're going the repo route. Saddle Kraken, the most up and down team. They always have a chance. I feel like the the second wild card is so wide open because I'm not sold on St. Louis. You're not. You can't right? be. Like they're only two points ahead. Yeah. And four points ahead, right? Yeah. Like it, the West is much more tighter than the East, which is surprising to say. Because yeah, the Eastern Conference is West is best now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy because Eastern Conference was like, oh yeah, there's these many teams. Who the hell's gonna make it? Exactly. So you're still giving them a fighting chance. Minnesota oh, sure. is just that team that like I don't know how Minnesota had injuries. There. Yeah, like they came out of nowhere once. I don't again. know how they're here. I genuinely, I'm so confused. They beat the Golden Knights. They beat the Penguins. They lost to the Ducks, <laughs> which is hilarious. But yeah, like at one moment they had three game win streak. And then they had another four-game win streak, right? So they might mess around and just make it. Like they're just—they're playing. Obviously, I don't know how many injuries they have. Let me check because I, I think Kaprizov came back, right? Spurgeon's out for the year. Yeah. Their captain. Marcus Foligno's out. Sam Hentes is out. Yeah. Erickson. Yeah. So like honestly, Erickson X been injured for a bit. What's carrying them? Erickson X been injured for a bit as well too. But yeah, what's carrying them is what? Brock Faber yeah. and Marco Rossi, who are considered two or three rookies. Yeah. So, and then obviously, as long as you have Joel Eriksson Ek, and then as long as you have um, Kirill Kaprizov, you'll always have a chance. So, just because of their little, I thought they were done, right? Even like early, even after they had a little that little um, streak with Hines, John Hines, when they hired him, I thought they were done after that. They went on a skid after the injuries. Now they're back on the rise, and like I said, I'm not sold on St. Louis at all. Like if I'm yeah. the Canucks, like the Canucks, I need to hope they hold a top seed because they'll probably get St. Louis or any of the or any makes of it. those teams at the but moment. Because I'm not trusting Canucks. Okay, in like LA. it's it's fair to say that the top three seeds in the Pacific and the Central are locked. Yes. Right. Yes, I know Edmonton is only one point ahead of Kings right now, but they have two games in hand, and yeah. A 16-game win streak is has convinced me that Edmonton should be a top three seed in the Pacific Division. Yeah. So, it's generally going to come down to the wild card, and the wild card race is very tight. So for the West, which and is crazy. And then Nashville, say. same thing. No, they're they're just lumped in. So whoever them. makes it, just makes it at this cool. rate, right? Because they're all similar teams. They're all in a similar tier. Right? LA is for sure wild card one for you. Uh, yeah, I think LA should be in for sure. So that two seed. So like, seven out of the eight teams where you're locked. Yeah. 
Okay, and then, yeah, I agree with that. And then I think the final spot comes down to the f- those five teams. I, I'll take Calgary out of it. I'll say, I'll, I'll say yeah, this I out of the Calgary's four teams. Yeah, I think Calgary's out of it. But, okay, let's go to the top. The Canucks obviously coming off. I Here, let's talk about the Canucks here. Coming off a loss against Jets. Obviously, there haven't been the... They've been good against some good teams. They have been okay. Like It's been weird, right? Like, those two road trips they had, they, like, that New York road trip was insane for them because they're all playoff-ish teams. Yeah, they've been, like, 50-50, right? Like, they lost to Vegas and Cal- um, uh, Colorado, but they've also, like, beaten, like, the Rangers. They've beaten the Hurricanes, right? Um, they've beaten the Tampa Bay Lightning once. So, it's, like, they've beaten good teams. They also lost to good teams. Obviously, so he, the next stretch is the big one that's coming up for me to absolutely yeah, convince it's, myself. It's more of a test now because yeah. they have one of the hardest schedules remaining. Yes. And then NHL too. So for me, it's like, what what are they going to do the rest of the way to be confident? Yeah, don't get me wrong. They already exceeded everybody's expectations. No one thought they were going to be the best team in the league. Yeah. No one thought they were going to have six all-stars. No one thought their coach was going to be rookie or coach of the year uh, at this year. I, I, maybe some people did. That one was the more given one. But everything else, no one thought they were going to have like three award finalists and all that stuff, right? Or even winners. But, yeah, to me, it's like if now, like, your future games, you're playing Minnesota on a day game uh, today when this comes out. You're playing Colorado. That's the big test again. Because, again, I don't, I mean, I care that you beat the good teams out of the East. But if you can't beat the teams out of the West, that's, that's con- the teams you're going to be going to the playoffs. That's concerned. To uh, eventually play that team out of the East. That, yeah, because their record against the East has been really good. Yeah. Right. And that doesn't matter unless you make the final. Exactly. So, yeah, you got a good point there for sure. Um, yeah, you got to beat Vegas. Like, the only team that good team you beat was Edmonton, but that's when they was shit. Dallas. Uh, Dallas did they well against Dallas, yeah. Yeah. I think they went one and one against Dallas. So, yeah, that's that's my Canucks talk. We'll just keep that there. We dropped a video on official sign, Phil Kessel, clipped from the last pod, so check that out as well. But, yeah, so that, we'll leave the Canucks talk there for right now. Um, Vegas, Edmonton should be 2-3. Um, if I'm, again, if I'm the Canucks, I don't like, hold on to that. There's... But the central is the one I'm. The, is the, the central, most interesting. like, it's locked three. Yeah. But we don't know where those three are gonna be. <laughs> I feel like no one talks about. Like we thought, no one talked about Winnipeg. I don't hear many people talk about Dallas. That's, yeah, that's fair. Because now we, because we the acknowledge that we acknowledge that Winnipeg gets talked about. And now we're talking about Winnipeg. They're kind of falling off, uh, not falling off. They had like that old stretch of losing. And now they're kind of coming back around. Dallas is the team that I'm like, no one's talking about them. And they were my cup finalists. Same. And, and yours, right? Same, yeah. And I'm not, spoiler alert, I'm not changing that at the moment. Yeah. Right? Like, I think they're a sneaky, you know, they're like that sneaky, not talked about team that will win it all. Like, we thought about LA at the beginning of the year. Right? But I think, obviously, Dallas is well-rounded. The thing every, is this, right? from, from forward to goalie. I, didn't, I never felt that, like, we never talked about Dallas because I always thought, this about like nothing about my viewpoints of Dallas changed yeah, from no. the beginning. I'm talking about like a yeah, general. Yeah, no, and the general topic, yeah, is fair, but like for us, it was generally like I thought Dallas could be that team this year. Obviously, they made the Western Conference Finals last year. Um, good run for them. Then you still have the same squad, right? Your core is pretty young. Like you're, they're here to stay. Yeah, no, right? for sure. They're 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 we'll here to stay. We'll hear more noise in the playoffs. For yeah, sure. they're here to stay, and they they should be. Year again next year. They're still your a cup contender yeah. to you, right? It's not like anything has changed. Yeah, no, nothing changed for me yeah. for Dallas. Like they've been just what they are supposed to do. They did what they're supposed to do, and they haven't let off re- realistically. Okay, so 
Let's talk, uh, unless you want to talk about Colorado, let's end the playoff talk here for a second before we move over to the trade targets, which is on the beginning of, I think, May, March 8th or something like that. But last question to close this all out. Beginning of the year, I had Dallas, New Jersey final. I think I had Jersey winning it. You had Dallas. Carolina. Carolina. What's your uh, cup final now after, essentially after the All-Star break? Uh, you know what? I'm going to stick with it. You're sticking with it? Yeah. I kind of have to change mine. But yeah. I, I'm going to stick with it, right? Like, both teams are in the playoffs for me. Both teams should be locked in the playoffs for me. Yes, we're, Carolina is living up to it. Not really. But I feel like them not being a one seed kind of might be good for them to, to the point that, like, they're not as pressured, right? They're not as favorite as they were. Because every time they were the one seed, they lost either in the second round. Obviously, apart from last year. Their issue right now is the goaltending. It is goaltending. So I'm not confident in Carolina because of Unless that. if Freddie Anderson makes his return, we don't know. Which I think he is practicing at the moment. So that's yeah. going to be a huge bump. For me, I'm going with it. I think they're the, they're the best team in the East by far. I'm still sticking with Dallas because, again, Vegas hasn't been healthy. And we know, obviously, the easy pick is Vegas when they're healthy. But I'm still sticking with Dallas, and I'm going with Florida still. I think they're coming back. They're, they're healthy now. They just overtook the first seed which means they should get an easier first-round match at the moment. Like, to me, Florida's by far the best team in the East. I have to pick Florida at this point. Yeah, I'm sticking with mine. I want to Dallas. You already, yeah, you're fair. Yeah. I have to change mine. Devil's not even in. So, I'm ju- I'm jumping off that bandwagon for now. And we'll see how that goes. For now. Uh, okay, speaking of the trade targets, that when we mentioned Jake Cancel earlier, let's talk about the current, based on the score, ranking top trade targets... Number one was Elias Lindholm a while ago, obviously taken off the board. The new number one is Chris Tanev, right shot D, that's a number one. Number two, pending UFA. Number three, cheaper cap hit at 4.5 million. Number four, just an overall leader, right? Put his, put his body on the line. Uh, every Canucks player raves about him still to this day that they, they're probably, um, obviously, Friedman, Elliot Friedman and um, Rick Dollywell have said they don't have the assets to get him now. They were trying to package in with Lindholm. Obviously, couldn't happen. But any team that wants him, I'm, if I'm the New Jersey Devils, go. <laughs> you need to be on the phone right now and yeah. go get him. Because at least you'll have a defensive guy. If I'm like... Uh, Someone could fill in for Obviously, Edmonton, but I doubt they'll fill in for uh, Dougie. Who Dougie's on the right side as well. Yeah. And obviously... But you'll get a leader and you'll get like... You're going to get stuck. A true vet. As well. start, and you're getting a stud who still plays well, who knows how to protect his body a little bit more now than he did with the early-ish stages of the Canucks. Yeah, right? that's fair. So, that's that's, so for me, I think a team, he has a 10-team no-trade list, but for me, I think the perfect spot at the moment, you have the standings out for me. Uh, I think it's New Jersey. If you have any other team, can you? Uh, obviously Toronto is the highly linked no, to him Toronto right now. Is a, Toronto is the favorite Toronto right now to, to get him. Toronto legit has to do it. Toronto is the favorite to get him at the moment, but I think New Jersey should call him. And uh, who else is in that playoff spot? I think every team should call. Well, I know that. <laughs> I know. But I'm, I'm going to be realistic here. Yeah, I mean, it's Toronto. It has to be Toronto. Uh, it's the best. It's the best fit. It's Number a- two is his teammate. I think his also partner, Noah Hannafin. Difference is he's in left shot. He's 27, who's on a 4.95 million cap hit, also a pending UFA. He has an A team no trade list. Once again, Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> Once again, New Jersey. But whoever just left shot D, whoever is lacking depth there, he'll obviously fill in as a top four, top two, I guess, left shot side guy. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Number so. three um, is the next guy up after Lindholm and 
Monahan. Do you know who it is? Who? Adam Henrique. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, Adam Henrique, also 10-team no-trade list. He was the guy that everybody was saying is the third center to go after, after Lindholm, which was the lead of the elite. Monahan just under. I think Monahan and Henrique were in the same tier. So, and, uh, if and you need a center, he's good defensive guy, proven first-liner as well. But he obviously is going to fill your bottom six or even middle six at least. Probably middle six, I would say. Um, uh, could play wing, but also could play a center. All right, we already know when, when center comes. Just get get him. Boston. True. <laughs> it's Boston. Yeah. When it, when it comes to centers. Another right shot demon that could be available for cheap. Not cheap in terms of trade package, but cap hit-wise cheap is $2.65 million. Sean Walker. Yeah. From Philly. That's crazy. So it's just weird because Philly, like, Philly could still sell. Yeah, Philly because he's a pending sell, UFA. Yeah. yeah, Philly has no, Philly's in a win-win situation. They, they just, are. They are. Yeah, it doesn't matter to them. Uh, number five. This may be a team. He has a full no-trade clause. Pending UFA at five million. Vladimir Tarasenko. Now I've heard Canucks fans say like he's not the greatest defensive. He might not be our top eight guy. So that might be tough. And we saw that what happened with Kuzmenko. Uh, I would have said Canucks otherwise <laughs> to maybe play just play with the. Um, Patterson, but the problem is this isn't the Tarasenko from St. Louis. Uh, it's not. It's definitely not. We saw that with the Rangers, and we're seeing that with the the Senators as well. Yeah, I mean, you could always you could always take a chance on him. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, he's definitely not the same. That is for sure. Number six is our first goalie on this list, Jake Allen. He has a no a seven team no trade list, three team list in the following year. He wasn't obviously one of the names. Like obviously, we all know goalies: Edmonton, Toronto. New Jersey, LA, Carolina, right? Yeah. Those are the five you could say on the top and, of your head. And uh, yeah, he's not gonna make any of them better. That's my thought too. Yeah, it's gonna be the same level basically. Let's he's talk about goalies here as a whole, right here. Just he's perfect a, time to pause. Jake Allen's a pa- backup anyway. How many do we have on the list, anyways? Um, uh, I'll run. I'll quickly go through some. These are the big ones I'm going through early. There's yeah. twenty. Okay, uh, yeah, we'll just cap it at ten. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll still skip yeah. through some of them to see. But goalie-wise, because the goalies might come later, and we already talked about Gensel, right? So goalie-wise, the name that has been coming up a lot is UC Soros. I'll scroll through to see if he's on this list. I mean, bro, he's ahead of Jake Allen, so he's not on the list. <laughs> no, but like Gensel's behind Allen. <laughs> bro, there's no... That's what I'm saying. The thing with you, UC Soros' is a situation is because they have a good young goalie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's true. But if UC Soros is below Jake Allen... Well, Frank Vitrano's out of the top 10, so that's why. <laughs> I'll skim through it. That's, pretty, that's a pretty disappointing list. Um, yeah, so back to this thing. UC Soros is heavily linked to the Kings. Of course, makes them better. Jacob Markstrom is heavily linked to the Devils at the moment. Maybe they could do a package deal with a Tanev or a Hannafin. Who knows? They have some young pieces they could get rid of, and Calgary should be calling for that, right? Again, I don't think Jake Allen makes them better. Here's the thing. No, goal, no goalie trade midseason has led to a cup win. Right, we saw it with Ryan Miller when he went to St. Louis, I believe, before he joined the Canucks. We saw it with um, uh, just recently Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, Fleury. Right before he signed, before he signed the extension at the time. Yeah, at the time, was a rental. Markstrom won't be a rental. By the way, the last player goalie to be traded with term, guess who? You can take a guess. Schneider. No, it's uh, the guy who got traded for Markstrom the original time. Adi Lack? Luongo. Luongo, Luongo. He was the last goalie with yeah, yeah, got Luongo, traded Luongo. mid-season. Yeah. So, but yeah, like goalie-wise, it's always going to be tough. But again, if I'm one of, if I'm one of those five teams I mentioned, and not for Allen, not for Jake Allen, I'm going to make that clear. But for Markstrom, 
for Soros and you I don't do know it. Yeah, you do if it for those If two. there's another goalie, I keep forgetting. Maybe Merzlikens, you do it. He's okay, yeah. Uh, okay, number seven, Jay Gensel. We already talked about him. Number eight is Scott Lauden. Uh, I got again from Philly. I've always seen his name uh, mentioned a lot. Number nine, Alexander Carrier, right? Shaw Demon from Nashville. Number ten, welcome back on the list, Jacob Chikrin. <laughs> Everybody, we thought it's that was Ottawa. It's it is Ottawa, right? Jacob Chikrin, wherever. I think again, any of those teams need to call him because I feel like because again, he's a he signed through 2024, 2025 on a cheap deal. Yeah, right. They want to cheap. Like if I'm the Canucks, I would honestly look at this in the off season, but. Yeah, uh, Jacob Chikrin, obviously, like you said, Ottawa. Some stuff happens there that they just drop off. I don't think. He's I thought Chikrin was a perfect fit there when he first got traded. I don't think he's getting traded though. Uh, Eleven, we have to talk about him. Frank Vitrano, All Star. Oh yeah, you know he's been. Canucks are completely out on him. Let's yeah. make that clear. I was like, I was like, Sanders. When you look at it, obviously Lindholm, you have it now, right? But Vitrano's one of the guys I would definitely would have loved to have. He's been good in Anaheim, right? And it's hard to be good in Anaheim because nothing's going good in Anaheim right now. Yeah. So that's also obviously a bonus. He's a middle six center. Canucks could use a center depth. Obviously, you know, they were one of the teams that could use a center depth as well. Because realistically, after Miller and Pedersen, it hasn't, like, on paper, it's not the best, right? Like yeah. Obviously, Bluger's done incredible. Then um, Niels Allman and whoever Lafferty plays in the middle, whoever yeah. it is, they've done good too for their roles. But, like, if you're looking at, a guy to fill in the middle six for Patrano will be perfect. So here's the rest of the... No, I'm not going to name every single player, but some names that caught my eye that would add pieces like to the Canucks depth, the winger-wise. I'm not saying we should be with PD or not, but Jordan Eberle is one. Uh, Joel Edmondson, Marc-Andre Fleury is on this list as well. Pavel Buchnevich is a big one I've kept seeing. Yeah, Buchnevich. Anthony Duclair. Yeah, he's a shark. He's definitely... This probably the I wouldn't mind taking a if gamble. I ha- if I had one guarantee from the beginning of the year, is that Anthony Duclair is going to get traded? <laughs> it a, will be available. I will the honestly take a risk on this guy. I would. He's uh, 28. He's a pending UFA. I and get he, it. He, he did pretty decent with the Flyers last year in the playoffs. Yeah. Like he was okay. Flyers. I mean, uh, the Panthers. Yeah. Right. Um, he, d- he was pretty decent. Yeah. And it's definitely a guy you could. It, it's it's going to work, right? In the fact that, like, you know, it's be a, it's not going to be the biggest deal, right? He could always plug in a hole. Is he going to be incredible? No, I'm not saying that. But he will definitely, you know, fill in something well. Yeah. No, I feel like you give him a guy, like, hopefully PD gets going himself. You give him something good, yeah. He could, like, he's a guy well. that if, if Gensel's not available, I could see Edmonton going after him. Oh, that's a good And he will, I mean, McDavid fair, makes yeah. everyone better. So Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, let's uh, get like, get off the trade topic, but let's talk about the people who make trades. Let's talk about a GM that got fired by the name of Yarmo Kekalainen after 12 seasons as the Blue Jackets GM. That's crazy. He lasted 12 years. Some people were surprised he was still give, get, was able to continue after the whole Mike Babcock debacle that happened at the earlier season. Obviously, 12 years. Columbus hasn't done shit. They've always been in drama. They've been very... Um, Bad. Delusion, not delusional. <laughs> not delusional. What's th- dysfunctional. Dysfunctional is the word. Um, yeah, so, yeah, am I surprised he lasted this long? Yes. Am I surprised he even survived the Babcock situation? Yes. I guess he made good draft picks, right? Uh, uh, Cole Sillinger, Kate, Kenton Johnson. Uh, obviously, Aunt, uh, Fantilli fell to him, but then it would have been Carlson otherwise. Like, right? And there's some other Russians on their team that have done well. Their problem has been development. They made some. They got Johnny Goudreau. 
right? No one thought Johnny Gooch. Everybody thought like, that was a, the imagine, change of things. Imagine the scenes in Columbus, right? If they were actually functional and managed to keep, you know, Panarin, a Bobrovsky, and then you add in a Goudreau, and you have some of these young guys. The fact guys, that Goudreau signed there was massive. It was crazy, news. right? Like, this Columbus team could be completely different if it was just run. We a thought they were going to be a. If it was run properly, you could have a, a team led by Goudreau and Panarin on, the, on their squad right We thought they were going to fight for the wildcard spot. I'm not saying we, that's where we predicted yeah, them no. finishing. But I'm just saying, like, even the years past, like, this team under uh, Jarmo Kekalainen up, had one of the biggest upsets in NFL history beating that Tampa Bay team and sweeping them. So that year... They had good players too. He did the classic, I'm going to keep my guys so he didn't trade Panarin and Bobrovsky. Instead made splashes for Matt Duchesne and Ryan Dezingle that year. Obviously did not pan out. So like... Um, you he, had a, he had the biggest moment. He swept the <laughs> number one yeah, seat. I know, but Tampa what Bay was Lightning. it worth? You, but that's what, it. The cost was... I think this was after that too. Bro. This was after that. No, the thing is, it was that off season, right? So they beat him, and then they lost Panarin and Borowski. Yeah, so I don't think they beat him that year. That was the bubble year. It was the year before that they did it. Yeah, no, but I'm saying it was not in general. Like, okay, I was saying this: they swept him. Yeah, and then in the off season, when they swept him, yeah. they lost him. That it happened in the same. No, it yeah. wasn't the same. Yeah, it happened the same I time. I thought it was sure. after the bubble. No, no, was it? Was it not? I thought it was after the bubble. Like when the they made the play they made the playoffs with the, in the bubble or playing playoffs. Was it then? Game. I thought it was after. Whatever that. they they lost him for free. Yeah, I've been pissed. I could be wrong. I could, you could they, be right. They I lost him for free. You yeah. lost Panarin and Bobrovsky for free. How do you do that? And then this season you added Damon Severson and Ivan Provorov. Oh, Severson was other guy, right? No, 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 I said Severson. You said Severson. Who was that other guy, man? Ryan Graves. Yeah, it was Graves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, that was Devils, but. Yeah, and then like on top of that, you added Johnny Goudreau. He chose you, which is weird, first well, of all. I don't know why. But again, he hasn't been looking the same. He's a guy that could just be on a trade block and might find his form with any other team in the future. Again, tough to trade him. You have to retain at least 50%. But again, you, you had some highs, right? You beat the best team in hockey and you swept them, right? And then, yes, but the problem with you guys is you drafted well. Your development program hasn't been the greatest. Yeah. That's like, the problem here. Like, in his tenure, there has been so many talented Ups and players. Downs too, yeah. There have been so many talented players. And if, if they just had it figured out a little Even bit. Even right now, Patrick Laine. I know he's on, like, his uh, uh, absence right now, which is rightfully so. Like, if he has mental health issues. I don't know why some people were questioning that of him. But, yeah, like, Johnny Goudreau, Patrick Laine. And you added these two defensemen. Uh, you had Pierre-Luc Dubois in the past. You had Ben yeah. Aaron. You had Duchesne. You had... The Zingo, you had... Pierre-Luc Dubois was drafted. By them, right? Yeah, so you had him at the end of the day. Uh, you had Bobrovsky, you had Corpus Allo, you had Merce Lincolns. <laughs> yeah, so... You you had a lot of talent on this team. It would just spread out. So <laughs> now, just now let's see who they hire. Because I think here... So the reason why people are like... People were confused the timing. I was not confused by the timing. And listening to Halford and Bruff and all that, it confirmed it. Trade deadline's coming up. We just talked about trades. They probably did not want him to go all in again. Imagine the scene. Even though they were last place. Or this guy they, goes they, all in. They did not want him to do... Trades Kent take, Johnson for freaking Chris Tanev. Yeah. Uh, I think Adam... I think it's John Davidson, who, president of Hockey Ops, will be currently overlooking all that, which is fair. I think they need to sell. If they could, I'm not saying they're trading Johnny Goudreau now, 
But if they could have, if they have selling pieces on the roster right now, I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the roster at the moment with contracts. Obviously, Merzinkin's the one. Yeah, but outside of him, like out of the forwards and the defensemen, I don't know who's available, who's pending UFA or one or two years. Again, they should just go all out and sell. Find a development team. Once you get your GM, unfortunately, their coach might be gone as well because it's a different. It was that was a literally last minute filler. As yeah. Well. Not saying he doesn't deserve it, but clearly his auditioning is not. It's going not well. a good addition for sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, again, um, Kekalainen, I'm not saying he did great because the Columbus Blue Jackets haven't done much outside of that that Tampa series. But there were win. a lot of missed opportunities. There were yeah many missed opportunities. The fact that you got people, whether it be through trade and one guy who was coming off a heart year caliber year a heart caliber year and Johnny Goudreau and you couldn't do much with it so yeah they they got to fix a lot of their their dysfunction and if they have they have a lot of good young guys let's see what they could do with them yeah that's the big question sure. um last but not least let's close it out on a positive note for the Punjabi boys Punjabi culture um everyone from Surrey BC specifically as well Arshadeep Baines was called up by the Vancouver Canucks. They sent down Jet Wu to make space. It's probably coming up after uh, the Dakota Joshua injury, who's now week to week. The other factor is obviously him coming off the All-Star MVP performance, obviously being the best player on the AHL Abbotsford Canucks. Um, Rick Tockett on a press conference said, we want to give him an opportunity to come up, not play maybe, but at least practice with the guys and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously that alone is a big deal. Honestly, we, like experience, experience at level, you know, yeah. the NHL pace. He, yeah. Right. He hasn't done that realistically. Other outside than, of like preseason. Outside of preseason. Yeah. So it's obviously a good opportunity for him. Potential of playing. We would never know. Yeah, so Can like he crack a, the lineup? So he, maybe. Well, he took the warmups. He soaked it all in, obviously wearing number 80. Uh, just uh, stood on the ice. Obviously, unfortunately, did not get to play. But uh, he's obviously on the road to Minnesota now. It would have been the good day for him to play because it was home, yeah. his hometown. But and if hey, they lost. They a sucked. guy like PDG could come out. The a guy, sucked, whoever yeah. else could come out, and he could fill in that role. Let's see what role he gets and how he plays. Um, yeah. But to your point, it could be all just about the experience. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's a big deal. It's a call up. He would. If he had played, I'm sure he would have been the third in fourth Indian descent, right? Robin Bawa, Jajar Kara, Manny Malhotra are the two three that come in my head immediately. I know again he, he's not in the best of new, in the news right now, but Rob Rai was drafted by the Canucks, did not play. Obviously, you don't need to go further about his uh, legal situation. Um, but yeah, so let's see what Archie Baines does. Obviously, he he's a guy that had was the leading w, uh, scorer in the WHL. That had Connor Bedard in it, by the way. Just keep that in mind. That's crazy. I that's think he was leading scorer insane, yeah. at that point, uh, at that one year before he officially signed with the Canucks. And then now, obviously, not everybody. For example, your boy Tyler Mott was a leading scorer, but not ev- it doesn't translate to the NHL. You have to find your role because just because you've... Every one of these players, I'm sure, has led at every level they have oh, played. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? We all know this in any sport. We right? all know it. That's so, how they make it. But no, for us, just being Punjabi boys, being from Surrey, huge shout-out, Arshdi Baines, hopefully... You get the opportunity to play. And not just Arshdi Baines. Let's talk about the other Punjabi guys that we have, not just in Surrey, but just even in general, that we should give a shout-out to. Again, we've given him a shout-out many times, but Jeevan Badwa, once again, our cousin, uh, making the Surrey name, the Punjabi name proud, obviously was called up similar to Arshdi for the Whitecaps. First leg of the Champions League, or the Champions Cup, which they unfortunately got eliminated in the second leg. Um, obviously, he got the call-up experience, got to train with the first team. That's another guy. 
We have guys like Rav Randava, who's killing it right now in the prep school. And let's see what college he goes to. Young guy for college, um, uh, for basketball. Sokjo Baines, guy who I graduated with. Yeah. Um, playing professional in Sweden. Played Dev 1 at Green Bay, uh, University of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, over there, the Green Bay Phoenix. Uh, my friend uh, Parm Baines also killing it in the ba- killed it in the basketball scene. UFVs uh, was one of the top scorers there. Let's flip over. Let's go to the boxing side of things. Um, uh, Benit Bizla, uh, his brother Gavin Bizla, Herkirit Nidger, killing it right now. Right, they have fights coming up. Obviously, I've talked to them. I went to that fight that I said the Bizla fight night in December was insane. Got to see them in person. Uh, Inder Beasley doing a great job. Their dad running the uh, the gym and training them. Uh, I could keep going. Like uh, there's female girls. I know Saya Mongit, obviously Jasmine Mander with the Canada soccer team as a coach. There's um, sports. Uh, obviously baseball hasn't been much. I know some Rat Singh yeah. was, was uh, on Boston College a yeah. couple of years ago. Obviously, I wish I could reach out to him somehow to come on the pod. And uh, yeah, there's many more. Right? There's a the whole point is there's so much talent. We have field hockey talent everywhere here as well. There's a lot of talent in the Punjabi community. We've talked to, with it to all of our guests that were Punjabi that we had on uh, about the talent in Surrey, the talent in the Punjabi culture. So we're there. It's being. I'm glad that people are putting the time into the craft and it's being shown. Yeah, for sure. That's that's the big thing. The thing is, and it just makes us proud. The thing the is this, the right? Yeah, obviously we're proud and everything, but like we, we just have all this talent. We and I'm all sure I forgot shout out. Yeah, yeah we, we forgot people for yeah. sure. But they have all this talent. We have all this, you know, people are actually working their asses off, right? And it all, all it just takes one person to, to do it. And we never had that one, right? That really, like, you know, that... Like, yes, Jajar Kara played in there. But, like, was Jajar Kara, you know, one of the best at least hockey pl- players? he's still playing. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, if we could just get that one person in that, like, you know, is in that level, like, clear NHL level, clear oh, NBA level. Oh, he is, level. he is. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to... Like, this no, year, not because he had many concussion no, injuries? No, the thing, I'm talking about, like, you know, being that, that guy, like, being one of the better players, right? And man, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough for us like, to do that now as well. Yeah, I know. But at least getting into the league and making uh, getting the league, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, not taking, I'm, not taking, I'm not taking any credit for that, no, yeah. I'm not, I know you're not. But I'm just saying, like, imagine if we're, like... Imagine someone does we that. We have a face Yeah. I know you, exactly what you're saying. Yeah. But let's just go with the facts right now. Jajar Kera did oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah. He was obviously playing with Edmonton all those years. There's a reason why, you know, he was a fourth line center, third line center, penalty he killer. He played his role incredible. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, shout out to all these guys. Like, for us, we're very lucky that we have not a guy in the scene, but we uh, uh, we have a guy we know personally, as close as we are with Jeevan, to see as well and firsthand. And obviously, talking to him, how much talent he was around when he played growing up as well. We see it in Newton Park all the time or wherever we play. So, yeah, um, basketball-wise, I said that. Hockey, we covered. Soccer, we covered. Boxing, we covered. Boxing, we covered. Football, there's guys like Sok Chung in the, in the CFL. In the BC Lions, well. yeah. Uh, oh, Sohora Brothers, Jesse and Pola. No, wrestling, Kabaddi, right? Yeah. Killing, it, ke- killing it there. But, yeah, so... Shout out to all you guys. I know I forgot forgetting a bunch of you guys, uh, people. I know on the girl side of things, like I said, Jasmine Mander, Saya Mangat is killing it. I know there's a lot of other girls that are killing it in the basketball scene at the moment as well. So, yeah, we're just, you know, hopefully we could carry this on. And hopefully we, us two on the podcast, will continue to shine your light on you guys. Every time we see someone, we're going to do it because that's the most we could do because we're not going to get our asses on the field or oh, anything yeah, we're, soon. No, we're not making it but we're yeah anytime soon is never so, yeah. <laughs> there's no anytime soon true uh, but shout out once again to everybody and hopefully best of luck 
and keep killing it. And yeah, hopefully one day we could get to get you guys on the pod and uh, uh, talk to you guys in person as well. But moving on, let's get right into the NBA All-Star reaction. You want to start off with the game and how it's the classic game or do you want to go into the skills competition? Well, let's start off with like, you know, the worst part of the weekend, which is the game. I, thought, <laughs> I think it's a non-contest. <laughs> but Nah, uh, well, not for me. Um, reason being, the game, obviously... Uh, at least some history happened. History happened. <laughs> but the issue is, it's not even a fun game, right? Yeah, you're scoring all these points, whatever. It wasn't even close. Yeah. Right? Like, it's already boring when it's back and forth. The fact that it was a blowout <laughs> made it even worse. Yeah, don't be wrong. Credit to the Eastern players. At least have it close going to the fourth that we could see some type yeah. of um, close. Back and forth, yeah. something, right? But, like, yeah, credit to the Eastern players. You know, 203 or 211 points, I mean. Yeah. You know, obviously, first time hitting Cat 200 points. 50. <laughs> Cat got 50, right? Like, you get credit to that, but like, yeah, play some defense. <laughs> yeah, how the hell you I, I can't say like they went back to the east and west. I, I was it wasn't gonna change anything. I still think the playground rules were the best way to do it. Unfortunately, it probably, um, what's the word like went stagnant. I guess yeah. that's the best way I could put it. Maybe go back to it. The captain stuff. I think he should have kept that still. I think that at least made some part of it entertaining. Yeah, maybe the game itself wasn't entertaining. Like last year, that was the best part of the weekend, essentially. The way they did the whole captains and yeah, they picked yeah. their team. Yeah, uh, game-wise, again, it was just background noise for me. Scott Van Pelt said it perfectly. He, I saw his tweet. If you guys don't care, why should we care? Exactly. Fair, yeah. We, listen, we need to have a setting where all the stars are together, right? We wish to get invited one day in the future once this thing gets going, uh, the podcast gets going, and we could do something with this. And hopefully we get invited to any All-Star event, not just the NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB, all that. We still want to be part of that. We, Yes, Kobe said it, that it used to be competitive, and it isn't anymore. We need to owe the fans to play the greatest pickup basketball in history. Like, yeah. And we saw that in 2020. We did, we did. We really did. The rules and all that worked. Unfortunately, obviously, it came after Kobe passed and he couldn't see it in person. But at least he would be like, that's what we need to see. Everyone said that. Uh, Oscar Robertson looked disgusted, I think. Uh, there was another guy, I forgot who it was. Larry Bird was saying that it needs to be competitive. Unfortunately, the players don't care as much. I understand they didn't want to get injured, but at least, you know, D, uh, D up a little Suck bit. Suck it up. We saw you guys do it once. Suck it up. It is for charity. It's not like we can't say... We You're not playing for nothing at the end. Yeah. You're playing for something, right? You're playing for a good Again, cause. Again, we saw two years of those pickup basketball rules where it worked perfectly. The year Steph went off for three and uh, the first year yeah. when Kawhi won MVP, right? And everything was perfect with that. You picked your roster. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter, man. Like, no matter what form I use, it's on the players. It's, yeah. It doesn't matter what form I use, all right? Uh, you could do 1v1s. It doesn't matter. You could it's still have fun with it, but at least yeah. make it cl- close enough. And Try. Go with You're it. not trying. That's the thing. So we don't care. As simple as that. All right, yeah. let's move on to the skills. Um, okay, let's you know, let's let's stay negative. <laughs> let's just stick with the negative and get it over with. All right, down contest. It's it's done. I, it, they need to get it out of the main event. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. If I mean, I, if I were in the arena, everything I, went wrong with the down contest. The judges were horrendous. The judges were terrible. Like Mac McClung. Got me excited. Yeah, I'm giving credit to Mac Malone. He did, he yeah, did well. He was, did good. It's like he did yeah. good. Was it was, problem, it was it was it compared to what it was last year? No, don't but, get me wrong. But here's the problem, he's not even in the NBA. Yeah, as well. He's on the G League. I know, but I'm just I'm evaluating the contest. Yeah, right. 
he dunk Mac McClung was clear winner. Mac McClung clearly had the best yeah. dunks. He got me like you even got we got both of us like wow. Yeah, some of yeah. Yeah, you, we, we got like, wow. Yeah. We stood up. You know, I didn't got, stand. Up. I was just like I'm you're, you're lying face. down. You're not gonna be able to stand up. No, I, I know, but like I yeah, would no. have screamed if something crazy happened. Wow, you're pessimistic. <laughs> no, I was like I I would have like it Bro, was. Bro, you got excited when he did a little double weird. That up. one, yeah. I don't even know. I, the one yeah, or two yeah. of them I was fine with. The rest of them, like okay, it was better than the rest. For sure. Yeah, no, but I'm like, that, the same part. as, like, you know, Gordon obviously doesn't have two dunks. Every, yeah. Like, Levine always had two dunks in the competition. You, you only Listen, need two dunks. Levine and Gordon. I know, we're not comparing them, yeah. But, like, Mac McClung did well. Yeah, he did well. Um, he did good. Everything else about the contest was terrible. Jill the judges not even been in the final. The judges screwed over Mac McClung. He should have had a 50 for that dunk, or his first one. Which 49 was the, minimum. At the 50, minimum. Yeah, no, he should have He didn't get 49. He should have 50. Yeah. But... Yeah, and then Jalen Brown decided to dunk over a five foot five guy. Who's sitting down? Who shout out Kai Snap? But he made who, him sit down. Who's sitting down? He made him sit down, and I don't get that. <laughs> I don't get that at all. Um, yeah, uh, 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 Jacob Toppin let his brother Obi Toppin down, and then uh, who was the other guy? Hame Hawkins was all right. Um, just uh, yeah, he no. was all right. No. Listen, they got to switch it up because we're gonna go to the positives in a second because that three point contest was so good. This year's this year's three point models was so good. They need to switch it up. Uh, I, I, I'm saying it right now. You can't do anything. I don't even blame the people. Listen, I I don't have the stats saved, but the last All Star to do a dunk contest. And listen, it's nothing to do with All Star either. If you're a good dunker, get in. That's all I gotta say. Because Levine and Gordon were not All Stars when they Levine was not an All Star when he came in. Yeah. Right. Well, into that dunk contest, it was until like after he got traded to the Bulls where he, he made his name. Off, yeah. Yeah. And Aaron Gordon, yeah, he could have been an all-star this year, last year with the Nuggets. But again, one of the best role players in the game right now. Again, not an all-star. Everybody's complaining that we don't have enough stars, all-stars doing this. Jalen Brown did it. Look what happened. It has nothing to do with the you, you just need the best dunkers. The last all-star to do it was, I think, Dwight Howard. Right, back in 2012. Like, that was named an all-star. All right, bro, this moment. is as simple as this, right? The only way to dunk contest could be a main event is if these four people are in. Go. Levine, Gordon, McClung. And uh, uh, who's the fourth guy? <laughs> I'm going one better. I'm gonna. I had. I didn't have any of them. Realistically, yes. Any of them? No. I wanted to see like, like actual all stars. Oh, so, the fourth one, John Morant. That's so what it for was. me. Yeah. It was Zion Williamson, John Morant, Anthony Edwards, and sure, throw in Gordon or Levine. Then I'm just like I going, said. Those three need to be in it. Yeah. Okay. That's I feel fair. like You're I saying, feel like Anthony Edwards would take it seriously yeah, if, no, he, if he wanted to do it. But if you're going the all star route, I'm just going on people who actually you know. But those guys are also high flying dunkers. Yeah, that's my point. I, the, for me, they have star power to the name. For me, I don't care if you're an all star or not. I care if you're a good dunker. Mac Malone's oh yeah, a good dunker. Levine, Gordon, we've seen that incredible. Ja, we've been. I think Levine might be done now with the injury. Yeah, no, but like, but I'm just saying, in my opinion, having those four is there's nothing better. Yeah, but for me, it's Zion again. I understand injuries thing. Jaw was injured this year. I get it, but Jaw's saying he'll never do it unless he gets like some type of big payday, which is. I, I don't get it. I get it, but I don't get it at the same time as a fan. Yeah, no. I And realistically, do you think that's going to happen? No. It's not, but I'm just so saying. So my point is, you guys, you have to switch it up. Put that in the middle. Put the three-point ending as the ending because that's the show now. Let's switch over because that's not time for the dunk contest. There's nothing they could do to fix it. Unfortunately, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon have done so much. How more creative can you get unless you add trampolines in, like I said? And there's no point of that. The whole point is to show raw, pure athleticism. Yeah. So, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I have nothing much to say about the dunk contest. It's going to just be bad every year unless we see actual dunkers. Unfortunately, um, prove me wrong. That's all I got to say. 
that's not too much for me to say about the dunk contest. Yeah. I agree with you. You need actual dunkers in. I, I find, I'm fine with your list. I think you're fine with my list at the same time. I yeah, know, but, but I just feel yeah. like, I feel like my list is like the show. But Reason. my list is also the show plus name brand. You have the name, you have the name brand, but my list is like, they've got us out of our seats before. Yes, but my point is, we if you want to see someone new do it, these are the guys to do it. Yeah, those are the those guys are the three yeah. and their mega star power. Right yeah, at the yeah. but let's move but on. But like you said, all stars sometimes don't really do good. Exactly. And so true, but I but I didn't have faith in Jalen Brown at all. To be honest, yeah, with you. these guys true. have faith in <laughs> the three of these guys. Yeah. But moving on, let's talk about the highlight of the night, or do you want to talk about the first one, the skills challenge, and do you want to end on the three point? Yeah, we'll, we'll start a skills challenge quickly. Not uh, bad. It was, it was, it was bad. fine. You know, it's the same as uh, has it been. Um, they yeah, had a team year. format, same yeah. as last year. I'm fine last with two it. Years. Pacers it's won. Better than the dunk contest, so I don't care. So I think you were right. I, I was I wrong with the home. I, I feel wrong. like it's rigged, man. The home <laughs> team always wins. No, I mean, to be fair, like they clutched up. Like Scotty, the first overall, you know, the All Star, Scotty, Trey Young, and uh, Tyrese Maxey put up 90. They did better by just doing the six-point thing. So imagine if they just did the six-pointers, it would have been higher score. But yeah, unfortunately, that's that's what the case was. Um, yeah, it, w- it was fun. It wasn't like boring, but it wasn't like what the three-point contest was at the end of the day. Yeah, the three-point contest. Let's talk about it now. Um, we'll, we, talk about, we'll talk about the actual competition, then we'll talk about the 1v1. Yeah, so three-point contest. Everybody had above 20, which is, I have never seen that, I think, before. It's a shooter's league, that's, that's for sure. Exactly. Um, we had four people tied at 26. Should have been six people Could at twenty six. At least five for sure. No, it should be six. Because Drum Brunson missed it by two, Markinen missed it by one. Yeah, yeah it but should like, be six. Markinen could have won it too. And it should be six. Like, it, there's no. It should be six. Yeah. Um, they both choked. They all needed to make one shot. Brunson especially choked. His, yeah. He was. His last. He was on the last shot. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, you got Dame Lillard, you got Trey Young, you got Carl Anthony Towns, and you got Tyrese Halliburton, all tied at twenty six after the first round. And then obviously. Tiebreaker Tyrese Halliburton missed out. Yeah, at the end, leaving a cat, young and Lillard final. Yeah, I mean Dame Lillard for me was my favorite to win it. He did it because I trusted his deep shot more. But at the same time, I saw Trey Young go. I was like, oh, I should pick Trey Young in general. Cat obviously once again not not surprising, but it's crazy to see just a big man shoot. Is he the best <laughs> shooting big? Yes, uh, he's he self claimed it. The only guy I could he's think living of, up to it. The only guy I'm thinking of is Dirk. Maybe yeah. imagine Dirk in this era right now. Dirk's probably like, why did I get drafted so early? Because <laughs> he could have been just killing it in stats right now too. But with how the big men are shooting. But no, going back to the thing. Yeah, every it was like you said, four way tie could have been six ways at least. Um, even if let's just say marketing got 27 you could have that means more pressure on the other guys as well to get in to the final round dame put it on show dame <laughs> almost missed almost choked but again it's dame time we he he's just the, waited for the last he's shot probably the clutchest player i've ever seen in the nba not, uh, not i've ever seen both rounds in recent memory he's the most clutch in both player. rounds he waited till the last shot yeah right like he messed up the final rack he had it all set until the last shot where he needed Speaking it. Speaking of Dame Leather, he also got All-Star MVP, just to make that. <laughs> I oh, forgot yeah, to mention yeah, that yeah. as well. But, um, yeah, that part was all insane. It went to the wire, right? Like I said, even the final rounds went, went to the, the last wire. Shot. It went to the last it shot. It literally went to the last shot. I yeah. think Carl, no, they were tied. Or was Carl Towns up? No, they were tied. They were yeah, tied. so those two were tied at 24, and he got the 26 to win, I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah, so, like I said, like, realistically, yeah, a score of 24 gets you in the final. Jalen Brunson got 24, did not get in. Laurie Markin got 25 and did not get in. So that shows you how 
well these guys performed under pressure, time and everything. So, like I said, this is the real show now. Unfortunately, like the dunk contest isn't there. But listen, the thing I just saw, it doesn't have to be male versus female, but in general, the Steph Sabrina, you know what it reminded me of? Ty- uh, Tyson Fury versus uh, Francis Ngannou. <laughs> in a way. Different leagues. <laughs> Different leagues. And on top of that, you go against the GOAT of that thing, right? The best at that thing, right? Listen, I'm so happy Sabrina Ionescu a shot from the three-point line. I don't know why Kenny Smith was on smoke all night long. <laughs> He's always like, Kenny Smith is always the Which is weird because I've evil. never seen him be like that. On, no, on when his all-star game, bro? Yeah. All-star? Because he was shitting on every dunk too. Uh, All-Star, he's going to slew you, bro. Yeah, but no, going back to the thing, um, Sabrina Ionescu let off 26, right? Made nine. That, nine she would have been in the final probably. She, she made nine of her first 10 shots. Yeah. She, she, got, been, Curry, she got Curry stressed. She, she got Curry made, stressed. She probably would have been in the final yeah. <laughs> in the regular one. Yes, she used a WNBA ball, but that's fair to her. Uh, Three-point line, she said herself she wanted to do the NBA line, and she did it. Steph Curry obviously came in, best, best. And he, eh. he would have won the We're right. contest. We're right. He's the best to ever do it. But the point is, I'm so happy she performed well because I didn't want to see Twitter timeline or our cousins being like, see, this is why girls should not be competing against guys. And yes, she did lose, but she lost with grace. Oh, yeah, no. At yeah, the end of the day. Sure. It, w- it, was, it was fun to watch. It was 29 to 26, I think. Yes, it was 29 to 26. It was fun to watch. It put the WNBA, at least it showed... Um, Again, is it how much is it going to help their views and ratings and all that? I don't know. But at least it gave them a showcase of seeing like, hey. Because Sabrina Ionescu had the record from men and women. She missed one shot, which was her first yeah, shot yeah. in the WNBA um, All-Star three-point three contest. Three contest yeah. Right? So, I think it's great. Listen, I'm proposing a tag team for next year. The Splash Brothers versus Caitlin Clark and uh, Sabrina Ionescu. I don't know who else could shoot the lights out like that, but I know Caitlin Clark can. And, um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was incredible. It was a good watch, for sure. And, yeah, so I hope they can either be one-on-one in the future. I hope, like, if there are other females that could do that in the league, maybe Brianna Stewart well, comes what in. What do you think is this? Brianna Stewart versus Kevin Durant would be the best one because they're very similar, too, right? Like yeah, they're, yeah. they're, like, idols. The thing is this, right? Like, but at the end of the day, right, like, it's Curry and Anescu. Best at It's best and best, right? Yeah. But how, how repetitive is going to get? That's going to be the only Listen, issue. I'm trying to do like Dame Litter versus Curry <laughs> or something like that too. Yeah, just have a one-on-one type of thing. Again, yeah. Don't get away from what they're doing right now. Yeah. Still do that, but have like a main event of that. Like a well. main event. I don't mind it. Like I said, it, get the dunk it, contest it, this way, it just becomes a Curry versus. Like just have a segment yeah, called like Curry Shaq versus. versus Curry versus. <laughs> <laughs> curry versus. But Next year is Curry versus Lillard. Speaking of Caitlin Clark, um, she was supposed to be the first overall. She is going to be the first overall pick next year to the Indiana Fever. Most likely set, set the record beating Kelsey Plum and... Um, in uh, NCAA points. points, yeah, but a person who we thought was going to go second overall, unfortunately, is not. She's decided to go back to college. Is Paige Beckers, the girl that you thought could, you know, show the world like you forgot who I am type moment, right? Yeah, and you know maybe she's doing that because she wants to be the first overall pick herself. Fair game. Maybe she wants. She said she wants to play with the her seniors one more time. She said also said she was also coming off an injury, right? So maybe next the year after she, I think she should be the first overall pick at least as of now that I know of. But yeah, so it's a little surprising for sure because you know. But then again, maybe it's, it's she's a, gonna get nail money. It's a start. It's a smart choice. Yeah, she it, also, it is a smart for choice for females. It's probably best to go back to college because yeah. of the nail money, right? Yeah. I think what's her name said it best. Angel Reese. Yeah, said it best, right? 
And yeah, so let's see how it goes. But there's a potential, which I don't think will happen because I think Aaliyah Boston was insane in her rookie year. I hope Caitlin Clark does what she does in Indiana in her rookie year. But imagine if they shit the bed again or they trade for the first overall pick and you combine the greatest trio in WNBA history probably. Bro, if she's If Paige that. Buckets ends up there, it'll if be insane. If Paige Beckers ends up there. Maybe Paige doesn't want that just because she probably wants her she own. She wants her shine. own, yeah, but like you have the two guards and your center. Slash forward, yeah. It's over. It yeah. should be over. Speaking of some WNBA, NBA, uh, um, couple of changes happened. Chenea, not Chenea, Neka Gumuke is now a Seattle Storm. Skylar Diggins-Smith is gone as well. Uh, I think she got traded. Uh, let me double check. But Kia Nurse, Canadian, as well, is um, uh, gone to LA, Sparks. Yeah. So they're kind of like on a rebuild type thing. Skylar Diggins-Smith is now also a Seattle Storm, so it looks like they're trying to do a resurgence after Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart. And obviously, we know who the best two teams are going to be. We already know who the final is. We already know the final is. We should know who the final is, but we'll see how that goes. We know who it is. (laughs) Indiana Fever are making it. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm kidding. But Indiana, though, hey, Indiana kind of has a slight soft spot in our hearts just because of the Colts. Slash just kind of sounds like India. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) but no, like they have now most likely Caitlin Clark, Aaliyah Boston. You got Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor, hopefully Michael Pittman Jr., you got Tyrese Halliburton. Right now, you have Siakam and see what happens with that, right? Um, am I missing anything? No, I think that's it. They don't have a hockey team. Yeah, so like they have they have some up-and-coming guys and girls that are going to kill it. So it's a great for that state, a small-town state. Small-town team, sorry. Usually. Yeah, you have a young squad. You have a young studs. Yeah, so we'll, All we'll see. Teams. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, let's move on. Let's talk about... Um, the MVP race. We were going to talk about it last time, but we didn't have much time. Let's talk about it now. We already know who's in the race. I Honestly, whoever wins out of these people, I won't be mad. Unfortunately, our pick was Embiid. He's out, out of the race completely now. So Jokic, I think, on the big board is right now number one. Shea is number two. Giannis is number three. Luka's number four. And I think it's Tatum at five. Now, the one thing I do disagree with is I think AD for, I don't know which one it was on, was number 10. I don't, it can't happen because he's literally the ninth seed. Unless the Lakers make a I mean, you could be push. number 10. No, I don't. I disagree with it. I'm the Laker fan here. Uh, They're the ninth seed. They're in a playing spot. I can't put them in there. Who's a, I know uh, Luka's there, but Luka's could get out of it within one game. Yeah. That's why. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a Laker fan saying but that. But if you're saying, like, if it's impact player, right, without AD, you guys are not in the playing spot. Yeah, but you can say that with a lot of players. Huh? You can say that with a lot of players. <laughs> Remember when Edmonton did not make the playoffs and we're like, well, McDavid should be MVP because it would suck and he had all the stats and everything? It's similar to this then. Yeah. So, no, I, I disagree McDavid with was still in the conversation at the end. Because Steph Curry wasn't on the list, I think, at all. Yeah, no, I think AD has been better than Steph Curry this year. I do believe that. Like, yeah, Anthony Davis is having a better year than Steph Curry. Yeah, I mean, fair, but again, I don't, I have other. He's I seen like, Steph I would struggle. Rather have, I would have Fox as a bonus ahead. In general, yeah, that's right? Fair, yeah. So that's that's what I'm saying. I I don't think he should be the tenth guy. Yeah. I agree with you. Like if if the Lakers were even in a six seed, they, he could have been top five. But nobody gives a shit about ten. We would give a yeah. shit about one. So here's the thing. Number one. Who's your MVP if you were to vote for it right now? I said Embiid was one. Okay. Take Shea was one. two. So okay, you're gonna go with the same pick I have, I guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Shea Gilgis Alexander is my at MVP this moment. at this moment. Uh, if Embiid wasn't allowed, which he's not. Listen, 
Like, I'm making this clear. Joel Embiid is the MVP, but he's not allowed to be. Yeah. Shea Gilders Alexander is number two. He's going to be number one. He has to be. Um, reason being, it's not just us. It's a lot of players in the league are giving him credit, too. Yeah. Um, in All-Star, they were, he was asked a lot about uh, who's the more underrated guy or who could be the next face yeah, once the old guys drop. Exactly. And then OKC are incredible. Like, they weren't supposed to be this good. You know, six seed at best, we thought. Yeah. No, they're like, nah, we're going for one seed. Re- big reason why? Shea Goldschmidt exactly. Alexander. And uh, he's not the only reason, but he's the biggest reason. And yeah. MVPs, all, a lot of people focus on, like, impact player. You take Shea out of that team, that team's barely in a plane. Yeah, so here's my here's my. That, there's a big fall Here's my argument for Shea winning it. Again, if I'm projecting, I don't think OKC will finish top two. I think they'll, could, they'll drop to, like, maybe four. Kawhi's in the top five. I, think, I don't know if it was Tatum. I think it was Kawhi who had been f- five, which is fair as well. Excuse me. Um, my arguments are similar to you. Take Shea out. Who, who's their next guy? Chet's still young. I know how good J-Dub is doing. I know there's moment. There are probably some games where Shea didn't play, I think. Maybe. And so they probably won or whatever. You take Jokic out. You, I'm Again, I'm not saying you take Jokic out. You're going to guarantee oh, to no, win they're, 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 they're At least you have too. a guy... And continuity with Jamal Murray. No, okay, no. Th- 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 that's not the argument. That's my okay? argument. No, no, that's no, part but of my argument. This, this, it could be part of it, but that's wrong. Yeah. The, the, yeah, main no, argument, the main argument is this. They're the higher seed. They're expected to do good. Yeah. Right? Whereas, obviously they're good because of Jokic. You take Jokic out, they're falling. Yeah. They're 100% falling. You can't say they're not because you can't yeah, say they're, they're me fall. because they're continue. They're going to fall. The thing is this. Jokic has been doing that with this Nuggets team for so many years now. Shea has propelled this OKC team. Whereas Jokic has been level. right? Yeah. Jokic is doing what Jokic has been doing. Shea took that step. Shea is carrying this team. You know, a big part of this reason that this team took a massive jump. That's the argument. Yeah, right? I, I agree. I agree yeah. with what you said there. Like, that's I'm the saying argument. Also, yeah. I'm saying if, they're, if you're saying take Shea out, that argument... At least you have a yeah, guy I don't like think Jamal Murray. The, I don't think that's fair because like I think they're both falling off. Yeah, no, yeah. I get that, but I think OKC drops off more. Is my point. I don't think so. Because also, I think the, it's, also it's, the continuity. I think it's a similar level. I think it's a similar level drop off. You were the guy who was arguing that Jamal Murray was a number one in this league in the offseason. <laughs> After that, he played like it. He played like <laughs> playoffs, it. not regular season. Playoffs right? is what matters. That's yeah. All. So, but my point now is like, where's that argument then? That's because and I'm, what in it matters that case, is in the playoffs, huh? What matters is the playoffs. That's what the argument was. That yeah, year. okay, but that's fine. That, and of course, we're not gonna really relive that. I know, argument. but at the end of the day, again, Murray turns you can up. You guys go watch that video. We have Mur- a video. On Murray all. turns up when it matters most. Yeah, Th- but that I'm was saying, the argument. My point is though, if Jokic is out, Murray will turn up now most likely too, right? And again, I'm not discrediting Jokic. Jokic is a two-time reigning MVP, or two-time MVP before he, he could have won it last year. He won the Finals MVP. Again, right, obviously Jamal Murray had to do a lot with that, but he had Jokic to help. That's the thing. That's what propelled Jamal Murray as well. Also propelled Jokic, sure. You you listen to the argument. You guys could decide on that factor. But, yeah, no, to your point, though, like you said, six seed at best, maybe even playing. He's taking that jump. He's taking that leadership role. I think he should be the MVP as well uh, for that reason, right? Listen, but I won't be mad. Like, I'm looking at Giannis's numbers, and it's not Giannis's fault that his team's doing that this bad because he's doing everything. I won't be mad if Jokic wins. I won't be mad if Shea wins. I won't be mad if Giannis wins, right? I won't be mad if Luka wins. I think Luka heavily deserves it. I think he, he just doesn't get talked about a lot for MVP for whatever reason. 
I don't, I don't yeah. know. They, they hold different expectations from. The one thing I'm gonna hate uh, with like uh, fan fandom and all that is that yoke uh, with Shay. It's gonna be like, oh yeah, you're old, like whatever Shay does is like, oh yeah, this. Like you know how like the Gordon Ramsay meme. Oh, to the kid, he was like nice. Yeah, yeah. But to the adults, like you fucking donkey. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the Shay and Luca thing right now. I still think Luca's a better player overall right now. I like I said, I think Shay will become a superstar for sure this playoff run. Uh, sorry, maybe this playoff run. Because they should make the playoffs, hopefully. And for sure, second year, next year, if they make the playoffs, right? But yeah, but overall, though, if we're talking at this point, at February 18, 2024, at 10.30 p.m., right? Exactly this moment, Shea should be MVP. Because they're the second seed. They had no business being the second seed. It's 10.31. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They have no business being the second seed. Heck, even Donovan Mitchell has a shout. They're second seed in the East. I know they're six games back. Right, I won't be mad if he wins somehow wins MVP. But to me, it's Shea Gilgis Alexander because Cleveland had higher expectations at least. The OKC Thunder did not. Who's the leader? Shea, who was the All Star starter. Shea, everything was well deserved. And let's just see if he continues this on. But at this moment, I believe Shea Gilgis Alexander is the MVP. But that being said, I'm not upset. I'm not like how people get upset with the snubs yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, sure. I will not be upset if some other people have Jokic. If a third person was sitting beside you right there. And he said Jokic, fair. It's fair. It's you can't, fair. I, I'm not arguing against Jokic for not getting MVP yeah, because yeah. Your po- the points that person might make is the same. If a person's sitting here and he says it's Luka, same thing, right? So There's pillows uh, over there. I know, but at the, I'm just saying <laughs> there's someone sitting here. But to us, I guess we agree on this. It should be Shea. Yeah, we agree. But there's yeah. no, there's, like, as long as it's not someone out of left field that gets There's no point of continuing this conversation because... It's Shea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For us, yes, it's, it's Shea. Shea. It's Shea. Yeah. But we'll see how it goes right now. Luka, or Jokic is big board number one. So. Yeah, that's fair too. Uh, okay. Uh, buyouts very quickly. A couple of them happening. DeLon Wright uh, is getting bought out and he got he's going to sign a contract with the Heat. And the, another buyout, which is uh, Danilo Gallinari, he, will be, he was between the Clippers and the Bucks. He ended up choosing the Bucks. For the Bucks, I guess he won't help with the defense. He'll help with the stretch. A stretch ability in the shooting. Yeah, I remember him with OKC had a good push there. Unfortunately, with the Hawks, he with Hawks he was okay, but then he got injured with the Celtics, so that's what caused him not to play for them. But let's see what he does with the Bucks. It, again, you're gonna have opportunities if you're on the court playing with Giannis and Dame Lillard at all costs. Yeah, right. Um, that's that one. There's uh, the Hall of Fame finalists also have uh, been announced from the player side of things that we know. Uh, or well, we should give a shout out to all these guys. Simone Augustus, sorry, don't know. She's an ex WNBA star. Uh, Dick Barnett, Chauncey Billups, Michael Car- or Vince Carter, Michael Cooper, Walter Davis, Mich- Michelle or Tim's uh, coaches: Bo Ryan, Harley Ridwin, Charles Smith, Doug Collins, coach slash broadcaster, executive, probably should get in. Jerry West and uh, Herb Simon as an owner. It will be announced on April sixth. So at the moment, we I don't know who the carryovers are yet. We'll talk about it more cl- when I guess this comes close to being announced. But for first ballot, where do you have Chauncey and Vince Carter? I think, I think they're both first ballot. Okay, this is. I, I think, I think all con- these guys are in consideration because Michael Cooper retired a long time ago. Yeah, because <laughs> he was a Laker. I don't I, like the. Out of all those players, I think Vince. I don't know if. I don't know. I, like I don't. I, I don't know apart from Vince and Chauncey. Anyway, so you, I can't comment. I don't on know too if Chauncey's much. first ballot. <laughs> I'm gonna make that clear. <laughs> I don't know if that's first ballot. Vince, yes, I think he is. Chauncey's one, one two, right? 
Chauncey won one. Yeah, the that Pistons team. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I, I think the competition around them just to me Chauncey and Vince are the highlights of the of the class. And I think they're going to be first. But the old head's going to be like Michael Cooper because <laughs> Magic is obviously going after him. Yeah. But. Because here's the thing with is Michael Cooper first ballot. No, he's yeah, he's this is what's throwing if me he's off. retired a long time ago. How was he? Maybe he was not el- he wasn't balloted. Maybe that's the thing. Oh, I don't know. I that. don't know how that works fully. Yeah, his rules, but yeah, congratulations to you guys. Finally, let's deal. talk about Vince very quickly. Vince is in like first ballot. I think so, man. Man played 20 years, he's 22, I think. 20, he's been he's played a long time, he's done a lot. Obviously, we've seen dunk contests. He, he's the reason why Toronto exists. Raptors organization exists. Yeah. So, what hasn't he done other than win it all? Because these are just the 14 finalists. I'm not sure if they're considered first ballot or not. So yeah, no, but... So, don't... We'll, get, we'll, we'll talk more Hall of Fame when we get close to it, too. Yeah. But, yeah, we're just sharing the finalists right now. And congrats to all these guys. You know, at the end of the yeah. day, it's going to be well-deserved. Yeah. Um. Okay. That's it for the NBA, right? That's yeah, it, yeah. That's it. Let's talk about the next big topic that happened. UFC... 298 has concluded and we have officially or have marked the end of an era of when we started UFC of all these champions. We started off with Kamaru Usman losing. We started next off. Izzy lost one and then ended up losing again. And your boy is now on that list off the featherweight division to be exact because he did lose two lightweight matches. But he lost Alexander Volkanovsky's second round knockout to Ilya Teporia in UFC 298's main event and this is his second straight knockout which was like a devastating knockout as well he your can't. thoughts he, he I ended up rewatching the fight because we had to miss he it he messed up he he messed now up now I have to agree with you he in the really hindsight. messed up and he, I told you it was going to happen and it did happen right that this wasn't a good decision and the results of the Makachev fight I think were still in effect in this yeah it came back too soon and uh, like I think Volkanovski should have been a three hundred one. Like this fight should have been a three hundred, but Volkanovski I think came back a little bit too soon. Uh, I I have nothing. Give credit to Teporia. He was oh under. Yeah. He's undefeated. Nick Baldwin said he's a stud. Um, and Nick Baldwin got it right. Nick Baldwin got it right as well. Uh, predicted right in the score article. Yes, and uh, Teporia was incredible. He fought hard, knocked him out. Like, well, credit to Wolk. He's obviously the great, definitely one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, for sure. Hall of Famer, Locke, and uh, ballot, like he is. is, he's those uh, title. Um, he's those champions. Like you know, if he wants to rematch, he should get it type of thing. But I think he needs to rest. A but bit. he needs Holy to rest. Shit, he needs to rest. A he bit. needs to rest. I think Tapori needs to fight someone else just yeah. for just cause. And I know, but I'm just saying, Volk. like, it, it's on Volk's choice. It's gonna come to Volk's choice. Yeah, but all I think, I'm suggesting is rest. Don't, I'm saying that. But I'm saying I'm Dana saying, White should take that decision. Yeah, yeah but. At the end of the day, Volk, when he comes back next, it's going to be for the belt. Yeah, 100%. As guaranteed. Deserve. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was unfortunate. It's, um, yeah, like you, I did not think that he was going to lose like that. Maybe he would have lost. I don't know. I didn't know much about Taporia. That's why we didn't, we didn't make a prediction as well. But yeah, you know, era, as Eric Ten Hag also said, era's end, right? We saw, like, whenever we started watching, Khabib retired. Like I said, Usman lost. Never been, never won it back. Izzy at least came back and then decided to do a dumbass performance against Strickland and lose. 
Um, light heavyweight John Jones never came back, and now he's back, and he's on um, heavyweight at least. So yeah, woman's side, Amanda Nunez is, uh, is uh, retired. She lost at one point as well, and then Valentina Shevchenko lost, and then Drew, so it doesn't have the belt still. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's changing. It's time for the, the longest reigning title right now is Leon Edwards. That's crazy. <laughs> his, uh, That's crazy. I think now it's at five hundred, almost five hundred days, but it's been like a, almost two years since he won the KO, right? Yeah. So he beat Usman and he beat in Covington. He beat Usman twice and then Covington. You know, but he has, he's only beat him once for as a title. Defense. Oh, like for a title. Defense. Yeah, 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 title yeah, defense. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. So yeah, he has the longest title at the moment. Uh, other fights: Henry Cejudo lost to Mirab, who should get the. He's next in line. Who should get the winner of uh, Vera. Chido Vera and Omali? Henry Cejudo made the massive mistake of retiring, I guess, and it, in hindsight now, it shows, like, why would he come back? Uh, obviously, the, maybe the Aljo fight was closer than it was, but this one, he got rocked in the second and third rounds because we watched that fight before we went to our soccer game. Um, Robert Whitaker ended up beating Paulo Costa uh, as well. And oh, then... What was the third fight? Ian oh, Gary. Ian Gary had a boring fight and ended up winning. Still undefeated. Still right? undefeated. Still undefeated. But, Still yeah, so, overall, not bad. Um... Like I said, and I'm, I'm, I'll give it a, I'm excited a good card. to see what. Uh, he, here's the one thing though: Taporia's like you got to move on. Uh, no, that can't be the case. You can't move you on. You have the belt, and I think he said something about Holloway not getting an opportunity as well. As well, you got to give Holloway an opportunity. If anything, he's younger, and the only guy Holloway lost to, uh, and the consistently was Volkanovski. I know he lost to Poirier in light heavyweight. You or got not you, light heavyweight, lightweight and McGregor as, as well. As simple as this: we have yeah. we have to see a Taporia Holloway. We have to see a Taporia. Volkanovski rematch. Taporia Those are did call fight. out McGregor in Spain to fight. And he, listen, he deserves every right to fight in Spain now. Spain's needs. Spain finally has some people. I think that's what they said on the broadcast. And they should definitely do one in Spain. And it's a beautiful country if you do it at the right spot for sure. But yeah, so that's um, that's our thoughts on that. Uh, UFC 298. UFC 300 had a very, very mixed not even mixed. I think lackluster reaction to the 300 main event. It is what many people thought was probably going to be Leon Edwards and Bilal most likely ended up being um, uh, Alex Pereira versus Jamal Hill. And I know you're more of a fan of that one. I am not as much, especially now that I know that UFC 301 should have been in, it was going to happen in Brazil, is going to happen in Brazil. So I think that fight should have definitely happened in Brazil because uh, who's your biggest Brazilian star? One of them's retired, and Amanda Nunez. Yeah. Glover Teixeira is retired. So yeah. it's this guy. So for me, it should have been Pereira in that one. And listen, Pereira is the bigger star than Leon Edwards. I agree with that, especially the whole Israel Adesanya also that pumped him up a little bit too. Uh, Jamal Hill, not so much. That's that's my concern with that one. I know what's his name said. I don't I don't think Nick Baldwin. Nick Baldwin agrees with you saying that like okay, well sacrifices needed to be made this is the only option they had I guess because he did not want himself want Leon versus Bilal Leon accepted three fights but one of them was not offered for Bilal which is kind of weird in my opinion so here's yeah. my thing right you gotta put the biggest name in the UFC 300 and uh, I agree 100% with Nick Baldwin I don't give a shit if three or three ones Brazil if you have a chance of seeing Pereira in the main event at 300 and he's your best remaining chance it is Pereira. I'm sorry, Leon Edwards. Alexander Pereira is Alexander. the bigger name. I don't even know. Pereira. Pereira. Alexander Pereira. Just say Alex Pereira. <laughs> Ale- you don't even I know always, if it's I always like elongating the names, you know. <laughs> Nick Baldwin. At least get his last name right. I said Pereira. You said Pereira. 
whatever, man. Listen, we got VAR chat check, so huh? we're good. I mean, we, we barely could speak English anyways. <laughs> but yeah, Pereira is the bigger name. So I don't give a shit. USC 301's in Brazil. Yeah, USC no, 300. I still, I'm, I USC 300 has to be the big card. And if you have to sacrifice Pereira for Brazil, yeah. you have to do it. I, I, right? I, I unfortunately disagree with that, but that's just me. Bro, there's no one else. That's what I'm, yeah, there's no one else. I would have just stuck it with Leon Edwards. There was I, no I one personally would have left it with Steve. Nah, you got to have the bigger one. I if, feel like the, if Pereira's the bigger name, you got to put the bigger name. I'm I sorry. feel like Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad as a whole is a bigger fight than Pereira versus yeah, I know. Jamal Hill. And you ranked yourself. Like, out of the four people, you say Pereira's the yeah, one. Yeah, but... Pereira's one. You have Leon at two, Bilal at number three, and Hill at number four. But Hill is lower. But, but like you got to have the first guy. That That's yeah, what matters. I mean, it sucks you got to have the top we guy. We all knew who this spot was going to go to. Conor but, McGregor. No, well, yes, not <laughs> him. Israel Adesanya. Yeah. That was the most realistic one. And for, obviously, he ended up losing and take that, took that break, which he deserves. I'm not saying that's the case. And obviously, like you said, it should, in hindsight now, it should have been Volk. It would have made the most sense. Yeah. Especially to a target. Now, watching Taporia fight yeah. made a lot of sense. It should have been Volk so Taporia. Yeah. And then Makachev obviously was the realistic answer until we found out the Ramadan situation, right? So, yeah, no. Um, I feel like if you're going to go to Brazil, you need to give Brazil's biggest star to Brazil. Yeah, no. Or you're screwing over Brazil. That, that that's, that's true. Like, that's like GSP is supposed to come to Canada one way or another, whether we Vancouver or Toronto. But because of this, you bump them up. That is true. Now, GSP is a bunch of bigger star th- than That is was. true in every case, unless you're in a USC 300. <laughs> <laughs> even if it's GSP, like GSP is a much bigger name. So that's obviously yeah, a no, bad saying, example. But yeah. what I'm saying is, even if it was Mexico, if, if Brandon Moreno was your only option, I'm not saying Pereira, throw out Pereira out the window here. I'm saying if Mexico was 301, I would have had put Brandon Moreno in 301 if he was still champ. I know he's not champ, but yeah. I'm just saying in general, right? Davis and Figueroa is also fighting here. So you can't even say he could be your main event in 301. Hey, man. You got to sacrifice 301 to make 300 special. Listen, Pereira did say that, like, hey, I'll do me easy work here and I'll fight in 21 days if I have to. <laughs> so let's see. Imagine. <laughs> but no, I don't know. Like, obviously, like, it sucks for Jamal Hill because I think Pereira is going to win this fight, especially him coming after a long layoff. Oh, we don't know either, right? Like, True. It's UFC w- shit happened. The last time we saw Jamal Hill, he was absolutely incredible. But the problem is he didn't fight. I Yuri know he didn't fight. Or Pereira. I know, but I know. Don't get me wrong. Like, that is all true. But this light heavyweight division. Did he fight Glover? Yeah, that was the last Glover fight. Glover was old as well. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but Glover is freaking beat. Like we, we already know the parody in the light heavy division. Yeah. And everyone deserves a title True. shot. True. And I'm not disagreeing like, with that, but I'm person. just saying he fought Glover, though. Look at Pereira and look at, what if look it at was, Yuri. What if it was Uncle Ev instead of Jamal Hill? Then I would agree to it. I would have agreed I would have done that, too. Listen, sure. Jamal Hill deserves the respect because he was the champion. Yeah, yeah. He so that's was why he champ. got it. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. Uncle Ev, I guess because he fought more recent, maybe the recency bias is kind of hitting me on that one. Yeah. But he also fought recently. It was fight night on January. Oh, January, yeah, that's true. January, January fight yeah, night. That's true. Listen, I'm a fan of just watching fights, so I'm not going to say too much, but as, again, we're not UFC experts. We'll talk to Nick Baldwin soon, uh, hopefully, and we'll ask him what he thinks. I know he, uh, based on his tweets, he agreed with you more so. I just feel like you're fucking over the country, man. That's all it is. Hey, man. That's just me. <laughs> it sucks to suck. You lo- you're a corporate man, I see. <laughs> you're the co- corporate man. Bro, it's, it doesn't matter, bro. UFC 200, like, I would be 100. pissed if the top Canadian fighter... Would sacrifice that hey, for that. I would be pissed too. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> but the issue is, is USC 300. 
this is not like Anderson Silva's coming out of retirement. It's a different fight, story if it was yeah. like, you know, USC 303, then it's 304. Obviously, you're going to put Pereira in 304. It's 300. <laughs> and yeah. It, it's a big number. They got screwed over with the timing. They really did. Right? Like really either did. your injuries, you got Ramadan, or they just fought. Dana could have, should have. I think. If I was Dana, he messed up. He should have stepped he in. He, he could have put an O'Malley there. It would have been fine with me. I would have been fine. No, nah, no, nah, he he messed up. He messed up like by Volk putting those Taporia guys. had to be three hundred. Unless he like he. I don't, you had to no, overwrite Volk. I know that. Yeah. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah. I'm saying even if it wasn't that, O'Malley's a big enough star to be three hundred as well. Now I would have given him a better opponent than Cheeto Vera, but there's history there at least. Like I would have rather seen O'Malley Vera instead of Hill Pereira. And you cannot say O'Malley's not the bigger star than Pereira. I'm sorry. You cannot say it. O'Malley's mm. the bigger star. Nah. He's, on, he's, he's Dana's boy. Yeah. <laughs> as well. So, More so than Pereira. For me, O'Malley is the bigger star than Pereira. Boy or the other B word? <laughs> okay. But that's my point exactly still. So I still think he's the bigger star at the end I, of the day. I don't think so. I, I believe he's I the bigger star than Pereira. So. I don't think so. I think Pereira's a better fighter. I'm talking about star. Yeah. Like star, star. Right? I so, think it's Pereira still. I don't. We'll, yeah. we'll agree to disagree there. But yeah, yeah. Dana, Dana messed up the matchmaking, in my opinion. He made us wait all this just for this announcement as well, which is what made it lackluster as as well. He could have just announced this. I think he was trying his ass off to push it off to the last possible minute to do something. Because I mean, Hamza Chimaev was the name they were looking at, which was against either Leon or which was against, um, I guess, Izzy or Drickus. Like if or it was something. Leon Chimaev, I would have been really happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I really so there's six main events, sorry, six main card fights. Coleman event is Jaylee Wang deserved right I think she's probably the best female fighter right now uh, the third fight which is also going to be a five rounder is um, uh, the BMF Holloway hopefully oh. gets to first Taporia soon versus Gaethje who's my boy so I'm going for Gaethje unfortunately as good as Holloway is um, I think opener is um, Aljo Aljo he's yeah. moving up in weight and I forget who the f- the f- second fight is, but yeah. So that's the UFC 300 at the moment. Yeah, uh, I still think it's lack. I know you believe it's still like a lackluster announcement of what we were expecting. Oh yeah, for sure. But but I just felt like Pereira was your yeah, best option. But from what it was announced, yeah, Pereira was your best option. Uh, okay, right, let's move on. Rest of it's like around like quick fire. Yeah. Um, I know it's been a little bit long winded, but last so uh, we start off with MLB. Uh, Jay signed Daniel Vogelback. Yay. Minorly contract. Wow, wow. And also, Eduardo <laughs> I'm Escobar, really minorly contract. We'll I'm, just keep it there. You guys know our thoughts. I'm really excited. At this point, the only thing I'm going to talk about the Jays now before we do the MLB season preview is it's just a wait and see for me. That's all it is. The only thing I pray about the Jays is that I hope your pitching doesn't let off because we are screwed if it if it does. Yeah. All right, next up, NFL cut candidates. Uh, was there any more MLB signings? Uh, I'll check, but let's, you pull up the NFL list. Okay, so NFL cut candidates, according to the score, I disagree with some of these names, but the 15 names they have said, do you, and you could just give me quick answers. Russell Wilson, obviously. Yes. <laughs> yes. Where do you think is the best fit? Is it Vegas? Is it Atlanta? Is it Pittsburgh? Is it Minnesota? All of them. I'll, I'll say Atlanta is probably the best. Okay. Uh, Nick Chubb, do you agree he'll get bought no. out one year left on the contract? No. Is it because of his injury? I guess it's Yeah, obviously question. it's because of the injury. But if he gets caught, though, oh my God, if he ends up going on a contender. Jeez, imagine if Chiefs imagine. just get him. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes, he's going to get caught. I think we. I don't even know if he's going to get signed. Yeah, I think he's a, he, he's a backup now. Oh, he's a backup for sure. People are saying that if he was caught on PEDs and he still got benched for Aiden O'Connell, 
You might as well not even give him the suspension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Mike Williams, one year yes. left on his contract. Uh, it's just injuries for him. I think he should. Indy? Yeah, I think I think Mike Williams will get cut. He's probably the one of the names I thought, you know, at the beginning of the offseason. Pass rushers, his teammates, Joey Bosa, two years left. Cleo Mack, one year left. Well, yeah, you can see both. Obviously, Bosa is injuries and nothing with talent. Mack is just probably with his age. And yeah. we also... We're also going to see a different Chargers team, right? Because they were, they were dreadful. Yeah, new day. GM, new um, coach, new coach, right? So stuff is going to change. So that's why it makes sense where you see those as candidates. David Bakhtiari, one year left. Makes sense. Packers are going in a young Did he direction. Play last year? Bare, no, barely. I, I don't even know. Elvin Kamara, two years left. That's a little bit tough one. Um, reason being that he is your best offensive weapon. Yeah. All right. And all credit, Chris Olave is incredible, but Elvin Kamara is the best offensive weapon in the Saints. So. I don't see it. I don't I mean, see it. I don't see it. Hassan Reddick? Yeah, one year left. I think it's a money issue for him. If you don't find a trade, trade yeah. If you don't find a trade, I, I, I could see it happening. Tyler Lockett, two years left. That's 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 what happens when you get Jackson. I'm not reading the cap savings at this point. I know, point, but, but I'm just saying that's what happens when you draft Jackson sitting a bit the Jigba. I still think they need him, but... It's gonna re- he's a replacement, right? This one's a weird one. Three years... I, I could definitely see Lockett, too. Lockett was one as well. Three years left on this guy's contract, Devondre Campbell. Yeah, a little bit surprised on that one. I don't think... It's probably because they have Key Walker and all these guys. Quay Walker, well. yeah. Uh, Xavier Howard, three years left. I've been hearing his name, his name yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think he's I, in a massive contract too, right? He's so massive contract, yeah. I w- if he is, yeah, I'm down. Hunter Renfro, one year left. I think that's yes. Yeah. And uh, Jamal Adams, yes. Yes. I see that happening, and I don't think people want him. Injuries and... And here's the last one, a weird one, but there's one year left on his contract. It is Kevin Byard. Yeah, it depends on what direction Eagles go. <laughs> is it, at the end of the day. It depends on who is it now? Vic Fangio? Yeah, if he fits in that system yeah. as well, yeah. But yeah, right. so those are the cut candidates based on score. Any other no- ones you can think on the top of your head? That Not really. Be- they got the ones that, like, I had Lockett had it, I had Mike I was surprised to see Chubb and Kamara. That's yeah, I was very excited to see Chubb, Chubb and Kamara. I had Jamal Adams on it. I had all these guys. Like, they, had, they nailed most of them. Okay, well, we'll keep the more NFL rumors later on as well. All right. Uh, last topic here. Nothing MLB, right? No. Soccer-wise, uh, just three things. One, Mbappe, as confirmed, has not confirmed Real Madrid. They did get a contract proposal. However, he did um, confirm, essentially, Fabrizio Romano, who I believe more than the other guy, no offense to that guy from ESPN, did confirm that he's leaving. He has told PSG that. He has told his teammates that he will be leaving. Obviously, the worst kept secret is Madrid. We'll see if it's any other team. Liverpool, but then again, money-wise, we don't know. Plus, new coach situation there. I'm obviously, like, if everyone's prediction is probably Madrid. Yeah. And obviously, hopeful Liverpool fans. Uh, but otherwhere else, I don't really see anything else either. I think it's Madrid. Oh, baseball-wise, sorry. Whit Merrifield, one year, 18, uh, 8 million. million. Contract to the Phillies, which is a good contract fit for them. Yeah, so yeah, on Kylian Mbappe, obviously we're gonna see, we're gonna see, the Mbappe versus Holland is gonna be at different teams now, right? They both are moved. Dortmund, PSG, should be Madrid, City, and uh, honestly, bigger, bigger teams, you know, bigger names, more, more well known. Um, obviously, City now you could say they are, they have trophies. So you could say that they're, you know... Well, European trophy, to be exact. Because they've had domestic trophies. 
Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. But like, they're getting history now. They're getting some sort slightly. Of they're claiming Raheem Sterling is not their legend. What other legend do they really have? They don't have anyone. But like, you know, five <laughs> years down the line, you're gonna see De Bruyne as a legend. Which well, yeah, that's, that's fair. True. But who else? That's it. I think like Holland, if he stays, they're, they're starting enough. to create the history now. Again, still a long way to go. That's still like you know, hundred fifteen charges is also part of their history. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> But, but yeah, no. Uh, so we'll see where he officially signs. I think the worst kept secret is Madrid. If it's Madrid, it's over. It's legit. We already know the UCL final, basically. Yeah. Next year. <laughs> Depending on draw, obviously. Yeah, that's true. Um, The other two news are coaching related. The first one, Thomas Tuchel has lost once again. I don't know if it's a Harry Kane and Eric Dyer effect or is it really Thomas Tuchel, which is weird because he shouldn't have been let go by Chelsea in the first place. And then Bayern Munich decided to jump the gun and fire their coach for this guy. For no reason. And he struggled ever since he came in as well. And now even during the Champions League, they lost one nothing. They lost so to Bayer Leverkusen, and now they lost to some random team. So we mentioned like a bunch about Bayern last part as well. But we're going to keep this one a little bit shorter. shorter and, but like, yeah. is he gone at this point? They're saying that for the reason said there's internal discussion. He should be, right? Like, what? what has he... Why isn't he gone? Nagelsmann got fired for less. Yeah. Way less. Yeah. Like, Byron was top of the league winning games, and he got And fired. they were undefeated in the Champions League at that point, too, I think. Yeah. So, you, you know what the conspiracy theory that I just came up with? That it's all falling into Jurgen Klopp's plans. A.K.A. meaning that Tuchel gets fired, Nagelsmann gets the job back, Klopp gets Germany <laughs> job. Okay, so you're going that route. <laughs> Klopp gets Germany no, job. No, okay. Let's see. And then Xabi Alonso gets Liverpool job. Yeah, so that's the thing, right? Is he going to be Bayern Munich's coach? Because he's going to be available at the end of the year. Know, okay. So are they keeping Tuchel just for the sake of taking Tuchel for the end of the year? Just wait for Xabi, Alonso? Yeah, but the thing is, I think a report saw Xabi's leading more Liverpool than uh, Because we already know who the two front Bayern Munich, are. We know right? the two front for, yeah. Are. yeah. Here's the thing. Xabi Alonso for Liverpool, Liverpool's ownership is going to be the biggest hurdle to jump. Yeah, I think they'll get him, but does does if Byron offers more money, will Fenway Sports Group do it? We don't That's know. We thing. don't know. And yeah. if Shabby like Shabby played, I know he's more of a legend at Liverpool. I know he played for Bayern Munich after Madrid. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes, but you know, and again, he did well with a smaller team. He's winning the league. Not always translates when you join a bigger team with pressure, right? We all seen that happen. I'm not saying Shabby Alonso won't do it. But again, it's a coach who's done well with it. Like we've seen it with a lot of coaches, right? Like Eric Ten Hag right now is getting faulted for a lot of things, but yeah, Ten Hag is obviously on blast. You have a Gerard to a lower extent from going from the Rangers to Villa. Rangers to Villa. You had the biggest one is Grand Potter. From yeah, right into Chelsea. That's the biggest yeah. one, right? So, yeah, no, we'll, we'll see how that goes. That's why we're always concerned with getting Eddie Howe and all these guys, yeah. right? Who knows? Pochettino might be out of a job. Maybe Ten Hag's out of a job, which I, again I disagree with. Shouldn't be. United's on a run right now. Yeah, but again, the people are arguing the football is boring, which is fine, fair. But they're getting results. They should have won by more today. But that's a different story. But yeah, Thomas Tuchel should be gone. Uh, I don't know when the next Champions League game is. Uh, might be covering it next pod. I hope it's not this week. No, it's a, this. Oh no, th- this week is a different. The it's other, it's other switch around. Yeah, you're yeah, right. We already, we already made our predictions on that yeah, on yeah, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Um, big games though. Keep an eye out on that. But yeah, for for me, yeah, he should be gone. As much as I don't want to say keep firing coaches, but Byron has to be on blast on this because they have to be on blast. It's yeah. not like they're f- hiring bad coaches and then they're doing it. I know your expectations are different, but you should have. I think run, they run it out with Nagos. They forgot to time. tell Harry Kane to leave the Tottenham behind. Yeah, they really did. Exactly. <laughs> so let's see. Maybe yeah. I mean, Byron have done this before, where they come back and win the league. We'll see if that. But this is a happens. different task, man. But this the coach is also different. So there's a difference there. This is a different task because like they're. 
they're far behind. Takel almost choked it last year, right? Yeah, they almost choked yeah. it last year. Like, they're legit full-blown three games behind. Yeah. Right? That's a lot to so, make up. We'll see with that. The last coaching thing is a rumor. I don't know how... It's not true, but James Sharman, who's up there in Canada soccer reporting, says, Thierry Henry is interested in the Canada men's coaching job. Is he an upgrade over Biello? I'm assuming yes. Yes, he is. But I'm the question sorry. is, obviously, a lot of fan bases are basing on what he has done with... Uh, AS Monaco and he was assistant coach with Belgium right obviously with Montreal I think he took him to the playoffs after a while but he left after a couple of years he's interested I'm fine with it because he's still at least a guy I, I think the players especially a guy like Davies and David they'll like David it. especially they will like it they, they will, will like, like it. a guy that has been respected in the league I'm sorry in, across all Just of the, Europe yeah like he's a legend in he's the game of, in the game in the game right he's a legend of the game one of the top strikers of the world um, whatever, wherever you're going to rank them all time. But in that sense, sure. Again, do we have the money for it? Kind of soccer's broken. Okay, in general. He, he's an upgrade over Biello, but he's not touching Herdman of what he's done. Yeah. Right? The name is always going to help for sure. Is like Thierry said, Henry. People are going to follow what Thierry Henry is going to do. But the problem is, good players never make good coaches. That's right? true. So that's, that's true. That's the issue there. We don't know. But at the end of the day, he might be your only option. Right, like if what, he is a realist, who else is gonna come in? Obviously, the FCPL guys but de- that again, might deserve opportunities. His, it as depends well. what he. Yeah, so I, I might be with when Peter Galindo before he took the Toronto FC job when we had him on the pod. I might give a chance to the CPL guys. Yeah, like I would give. Like I would prefer over that. Henri, maybe. I would prefer that. I just think you gotta get BL out of the helm as soon as we'll possible. see what happens with Trinidad. We got. We'll see what happens in Trinidad. Bro, like what, what, what has like I know Bielo is interim and like he hasn't really had like time. But he hasn't he hasn't shown nothing but like regression. I don't see why the players would respect him as. Well. I know he was on the coaching staff before, so I'm not if I'm true if I'm not mistaken. I'm just saying Bielo is not doing very well. He's been doing terrible. Yeah, like, there's no there's no point of keeping Bielo. Like he has given you no reason to keep. Yeah, him. no. For me, I think they, I don't even know if they hired his general secretary or whatever the case is. So yeah, they're still in shambles, right? They're in shambles. But yeah, it was interesting to talk about, right? Because it is Terry Henry. We'll see how it goes. Again. It, Upgrade over Bayello, we'll see. Is he the guy to put Canada soccer a little bit over? Maybe he'll get the respect, but again, he has been the jo- name factor. He's been jumping from job to job as well. The name factor so is going to help. The name factor will help. The, but the day, question like, is, how long will he stay? We don't know, so right? Like Thierry Henry, people are going to be interested, right? We'll see what happens, right? Obviously, Canada's main priority is to qualify for the Copa America because that's one of the best competitions in the world. Yeah. Right? So you got to get that done. And no matter what happens, you got to play in that tournament. Yeah, we'll keep it there. I think that's it for us. Uh, just a reminder to everybody that the last podcast episode uh, was re-uploaded on Sunday night. So make sure you guys, you know, tune into that one if you guys have, if you guys are a new subscriber that haven't seen that one. That one, we talked a lot more NBA uh, playoffs and all that stuff. And also other topics like soccer and everything. So make sure you guys check that out. Make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. We're on the road to 500. Um, make sure you guys check out our YouTube shorts, TikToks, and Instagram reels. We're always posting on it daily almost. So check those out as well. Um, other than that, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace.